Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, the head of the Views from the Sofa Network, Ben White. And we're here. We've finally made it. It is the WrestleMania podcast it's the wrestlemania predictions it's the one that finishes everything off that finishes off season two and joining me to help predict countdown and dissect wrestlemania is the reigning undisputed champion of season one still set to defend his title still hanging in there against the movie list podcast dave and my good lady wife, Kaz, it's Joe. How do you feel about defending your title, Joe? Do you think you can still hold on? I thought you were going to give me my full job title, which is also PA to the head of the network. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know the scores at all, mate, um, but I'm not feeling good about it because I know I was behind before and I don't think I've, well, I think it's unlikely that I've gained ground. So I'm, I am really pitching for like, <clears throat> sort of at least one sort of five to ten point worthy match in this. Um, we've got 12 matches, okay? Mm. And at the moment, Dave's in the lead with 49, Kaz is second with 47, and you're third with 44. Mm, it's, tough. it's doable. And, you know, so it's not, you're not far mm. off the top. Yeah, but you you know that I know our friend Dave. And so I, I'm 100% certain that if he'd probably just pick all of the same ones that I did just to win. That's fair. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, Dave, if you're listening, which I know you are, don't do that. That's, that's, that's going to have no, no, uh, no, no effort whatsoever, is it? So no effect whatsoever. The recording. I hope he's not listening now. That's that's true, yeah. That's dedication. If he's if he's managed to find himself in, um, in, in fifth in fourth place is Tom um, with forty two, and then if we carry on with the old wrestler analogy, if uh, if Joe is Roman Reigns trying to defend his title against you know Dave as Edge and Kaz as Daniel Bryan, um, then me and Luke are clearly the Ali and Ricochet of this. Uh, we're in the main event picture, so for some reason, we're up there fighting the champion, but nobody really knows why, because we are trailing behind with 38 points each. Um, this is a pretty sad state of affairs, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, shocking. I mean, the fact that not one of us is top either, and there's, there's actually Kaz and Dave are both above any of us, is just, you know, says something about yourself. I was hoping, for, I was hoping to be the Paul Heyman, to be honest, rather than the Ricochet, but there we go. I can't even give you that title. Can't even give you that. <laughs> Paul Heyman's got more of an impact than we have at the minute on this. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's how it works. It's a it's a it's a running league. We're gonna count down and predict the WrestleMania card. But before we do that, I think we'd be remiss to breeze over a big event at Fastlane. Um, I know Luke was absolutely disgusted by it, shocked and angered. I know Joe contacted me and said that. You know, he was he wasn't sure he was even going to carry on doing the podcast now that these events had happened. Um, I am going to go to you first, Luke. Um, how upset are you that Retribution are no more? <laughs> are there no more? I didn't even know that. <laughs> hey, but, well, did you not say so you missed the pre-show fast lane uh, where where they they just they they 
wiped out Ali after he lost to Riddle. So uh, I'm assuming they're no more. They're certainly not being led by Ali anymore. He's got himself some nice, funky, new uh, new wrestling tights. Yeah. I mean, that is one prediction we, we did make, that the retribution weren't going to last. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's It was a bit of a poor showing, really. It could have been a lot better than it was, but, yeah. Do you think, Joe, that means that we can now bring the uh, Dominic Dijakovic advert for the Wrestling Predictcast out of retirement? Do you think we're actually going to see his now bold but uh, uncovered face on um, WWE TV? Yeah, and the great news is it says NXT Superstar, so definitely be back there soon. He won't be, in, he won't be on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> all right, covers all bases. Brilliant. Okay, so... Uh... I mean, if you, want a summary, if, you want a, if you want a summary for the success of this pod, it's getting a brilliant Dominic Dijakovic advert from the NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic a week before he goes into Retribution. Yeah. <laughs> and then regardless of the fact that he's not in NXT anymore and clearly in Retribution, we still run that ad for about six months. Yeah, friend of the show. That's what oh, I heard. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's friend of the show. Absolutely. Um, okay, we'll get straight into it. We've got 12 matches to um, predict, count down and, and get through here. Um, it's WrestleMania, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure it Maybe feels like a WrestleMania. Um, we excited about WrestleMania this year? Does this feel big enough? Does it feel like a big enough card? Does it feel like the kind of WrestleManias of the past? I'm thinking things like WrestleMania 30 or even two years ago. Obviously, last year was a bit of a bit bit of a washout without them really expecting it. But even the ones before those felt bigger than this. I don't know. Am I am I just being far too negative, Joe? Or, or are you excited about this WrestleMania? Uh, no, you bang on, mate. Brilliant analysis there. Fantastic. Well, how, how do you in, feel? In, in, all in, nah, in, in all seriousness, I was, I was only joking because I saw you. I, I saw you take a swig of your coke, then, and I thought I'm going to have to just give him give him absolutely nothing back to see how he, see how he handles that. Um, no, in all seriousness, it, it, so so look, I've got I've got I've got a couple of big thoughts about about it, but I'll probably go into those more as we go along. But basically, in summary, I think. This is an underwhelming WrestleMania in terms of star power. I think they're missing. I think they're missing having big names there. But I think you called this a few months ago, Ben. I think that, like you know, it's it's for valid reasons. Why are you going with all the big names when this is kind of a? It's almost a write-off year, isn't it? I feel like some of the some of the feuds have been terribly short, um, and the builds crap. And I feel like some of them have been terribly long, and the builds crap. And then there's a few that were right in the middle where they're actually where they're actually pretty decent, and I'm quite happy with them. Um, so yeah, you'll have to let us know which ones those are. Well, there's a there's a few. I think um, you know, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll probably we, I'll we get, we, you can tell us when we get there if you want. Yeah, I mean, my, the obvious one, I, the obvious one I quite like is I feel like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think could be quite a good match, and I think the feud for that's been okay, and I think it's really benefited from the fact that it's been. Like obviously, Sami Zayn's had his like long going storyline about the um, the injustice, but then their actual feud's been like two or three weeks, and that's worked out perfectly, as opposed to um, like the Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, which I'm really excited about the match, but it just feels like it's just been treading water for six weeks, getting into the main show. So um, yeah, so I, I, I'll tell you what I can give you. I can give you a view on each of the builds as we go along, kind of like the nature of the podcast, really, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that that kind of works perfectly. Yeah, you, you'd think after however many episodes we have it, we'd have it down. Um, any anyone missing from the from the WrestleMania that 
you know, I'm not thinking Brock Lesnar's and people like that, but is there anyone you expected to be on this WrestleMania that's missing, Luke? Anyone you thought that might you'd expect to be on it? Yeah, so I haven't heard Bailey mentioned anywhere, which mm. I think is a big um, miss. Being just like she was probably that that feud with her and Sasha Banks last year was one of the best things that in 2020. So it's a bit strange that she just doesn't see you on the card at all, unless she's involved in some sort of you know one of these battle royale matches that they might do. I don't know, but yeah, just seem just seems a bit strange. She's off it. Keith Lee, don't know where he's gone. Um, I assume he's been ill, but it's just a bit of a shame that he's not been mentioned or nowhere near it either. Um. I don't know. Can't think of anyone else really. No, I think that's. I think Bailey was the big one for me. I mean, you know, it feels like it's missing stars. uh, Joe's absolutely right. It does feel like it's missing a Brock Lesnar. It does. I mean, this is going to be the first WrestleMania that we're not going to have an Undertaker. We're not going to have a Triple H. We're not going to have like. I mean, any of these. Obviously, they don't all make the WrestleManias. John Cena was another one. Yeah, he's not going to make it because he's filming in Canada. Becky Lynch ain't going to be there. But then you also, Ronda Rousey, absolutely, yeah. You also got other people like there's ones there's people like Nakamura who's not necessarily going to make it on this time who was getting there. So it it just feels like there's a lot of wrestlers that you think could have done a really good job here. Now they're really bad in the past for literally just throwing any wrestlers or any and all wrestlers on the card, and we've had like seven hour shows being spread over two nights. It does a little bit feel like there's a, there's a lot of throwing matches here. I mean, one, one I can think of, for example, is Riddle versus Sheamus just came out of nowhere and got added to the card. Um, but you know, it, it, it looked, there's some really good stuff on here and I think we'll come to it and say what, which ones we are looking forward to. But then again, it does feel like there's some of these that are absolute padding. So, uh, it's going to be a bit of a random WrestleMania. They're going to have a lot of work to do to make it feel like showcase of the immortals and, and all the rest of that stuff. Can I ask a question just on on the card for WrestleMania? Am I right in understanding that we've also got two additional matches on SmackDown as part of the WrestleMania card? We've got the Battle Royal, haven't we? So we've got the Andre the the Giant Battle Royal. And what's the other one, sorry? It's the SmackDown tag team. Yeah, the SmackDown tag team. There's Fight or 4 Y. Yeah. I've missed that. I've missed that being added to SmackDown. I missed that that was being added there. Yeah, I think okay. I think so. And then and then just sorry, one other clarification point. I mean I should probably ask this before we start recording. No, no, sounds good. Um, but are we are we what's happening with the women's tag belts? Well I was I was I'd had kind of earmarked that we were gonna talk about the potential edition of the women's tags and the potential edition of the SmackDown tags. I didn't realise the SmackDown tags had been put on SmackDown. I mean we won't be predicting those for WrestleMania. Um <clears throat> but also <laughs> pardon? That's crap. For a prediction podcast. <laughs> I think we'll just stick it to the Saturday and Sunday. I think 12 matches yeah. are enough for that. And uh, I don't know. I mean, because you wonder how many of these matches make to pre-show. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, six matches a night would usually be a pay-per-view card anyway. I think I think you'll have pre-show out of the stuff that's happening. I, I, I think you'll have I think you'll have six I think you'll have six or seven matches each night, and then you'll have the pre-show will be made up of wrestlers that are not on the on the card at the moment. So like the ones that are in the battle royal on the SmackDown right. beforehand. Throw away stuff. Yeah. Anyone involved in the twenty four seven championship. Yeah. Yeah. And you know where you know I think I think going off tangent already we haven't started doing the predictions yet, but ba- I reckon Bailey could there could well be like a kind of I don't know, gauntlet match or something for the women's tag belts and Bailey could easily get in there, I think. Find a new partner, that'd be cool. Okay, 
Fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll wait and see. Okay, so, we'll get... So someone else is not on the card yet. We might come on to this. We might play into one of the matches. Is Charlotte Flair? She's not on oh, the card yet. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's another one too. You do wonder if they have they have stated it's not, but you do wonder if Andrade getting a release has got anything to do with Charlotte Flair not you know disappearing. But I mean, they wouldn't want to annoy Charlotte Flair at this point, I don't think. So I guess we'll be, wait to be seen. So this is how it's going to work. We are going to go through each of the cards. We're going to do night one first. And have a little bit of a, a breather in the middle and, and discuss some other WrestleMania-related things. And then we're going to go straight into night two. Um, I don't know if you guys know the card, the rundowns for night one and night two. Night two looks way better than night one, right? Yeah. I don't know the rundowns. Brilliant. I mean, I went through it before we started. But okay, then. We've got Cesaro. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. You can tell me afterwards. You can tell me. We're just going to get started. Um, okay, here we go. Cesaro versus Rollins as the um, first match that we're going to predict. Now, we have wild cards. The idea for the wild cards is that they make our predictions completely different. Um, we picked them about a year ago between the, between the um, three of us. All of my wild cards are featuring. All of um, Joe's wild cards are featuring. Maybe. Baszler is going to be in there at some point. Um, and only one of Luke's is featuring. Because yeah. Talisman has disappeared and Nakamura just hasn't quite made it to the WrestleMania card. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked about that, to be fair. Alyssa Black, I've really rated. Um, and obviously what's happened with Zelina Vega has probably affected him and him featuring anymore. But Nakamura is a bit, a bit of a strange one to me because I think he's one of the, you know, he's one of the better wrestlers on the roster. So, yeah, strange one. Absolutely. I think he could totally win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, to be honest, because like no one cares, but it's kind of like a little nod to someone that's a good worker. All I do with that, I say it every single time, all I do with the Andre the Giant Battle Royale is that person gets a shot on the first row after WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. Simple. Absolutely simple. You straight build them into a main event match. Everyone knows who's going to face them. It's usually a solid wrestler. All right, big show when it wants. But I mean, we have had like... Cesaro win it. We have had Nakamura, you know, not Nakamura, um, Corbin win it. And it wouldn't hurt you to defend the belt and lose, you know, that person lose the next night, but it's still a strong push. So I, I hate when big matches have no stakes. It absolutely winds me up. So um, let's see where we go with this then. So my wild card is um, Seth Rollins, who's had a quiet year, I reckon. I don't think he's actually had the year that I predicted him to have. Um, and he is up against Cesaro. So I've got to have Seth Rollins. And I'll be completely honest with you, I'm not happy about it. I do not think Seth Rollins is coming out of WrestleMania with a win. I don't think he needs it. Um, for Seth Rollins, this is a pretty low-stakes WrestleMania. I mean, he had his um, promo on the last episode of SmackDown where he ran through his previous WrestleManias. And as he was doing it, he kind of thought to himself, he... He should be bigger up this card. He should be really involved in something, and because he's still he's still an absolute megastar. He's still you know straight at the top of that card. But here he is in a feud that I think he's losing with Cesaro. Um, Luke, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think the same. To be honest, I'm quite pleased with Cesaro. Um, it's been you know I feel a bit sorry for whoever follows this to be honest because I feel like even though it's just a singles match, I feel like it might be one of the best matches of of night one. Um, because I think both wrestlers are really good. Um, 
like since, since I've been watching it, Cesaro has always been liking tag teams, like with Nakamura. Um, but well, you know, I'm quite I'm quite pleased he's getting a bit of a push now as a singles wrestler. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Seth, Seth Rollins is the bigger name, so I think he's there to put Cesaro over at the moment. I just don't I don't I wouldn't understand why Seth Rollins needs this win. Um, so yeah, this is, I, I would pick Cesaro anyway. Do you agree, Joe? Yeah, I would as well. I, I, this is a bit of a throwaway match in the in terms of the scale of the feud. It just seems the feud is based around don't swing me again. Oh, you've swung me. Um, which <clears throat> it could be de- it could be deeper um, from that perspective. Um, but I don't think Seth Rollins loses much by losing Cesaro. I think why not give Cesaro a bit of a nod here and. I don't think if Seth Rollins loses this match, he couldn't literally fight whoever we predicted on a spoil my prediction um, at the next pay per view. Like it, it literally doesn't, it literally doesn't cause him any any issue. Um, and also, you've taken three months out quite rightly with your paternity leave. Just you know, expect that you're going to probably come back and have a bit of an average feud and lose. It's not not an issue, I don't think. Um. Two things. First of all, I love that it's all based around swing just for Cesaro singing on SmackDown for a start. That man is the coolest. When you are standing next to the suit that Seth Rollins is wearing and the suit that Corey Graves is wearing and you are singing that and you still look like the the, the coolest guy in that ring, then fair play to you. And I love the bit where Seth Rollins squared up to him and he said, go on, take a swing. And I thought, fair play. That line there, you've earned your money. Whoever wrote that, you've earned your money. Um, where do you think when Cesaro wins this, do you think this is the time that you actually push Cesaro into a main event picture? Do you think he would earn enough to get up there? Do you think this is his time now? Joe? So, uh, I probably I probably would, but I don't think they will. I, I, think, I, think he, I think he could be a good contender for a couple of months and have a really good... So, like, say it's... Well, whoever it is, any of the three that are in the main event for SmackDown could have a legitimate three-month feud with Cesaro. Like, no problems. And I'm not saying Cesaro would win it, but I'm saying that he could be competitive in that. I just get the... I just think that if you've been in in WWE for, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years that Cesaro's been, then if you haven't had your push by now, you probably ain't going to get it. And I know there's one glaring exception to that, but I do think... I do think that's that's probably where I, th- I think if they saw something in him, they'd have pushed him by now. It's a it's not coincidental that his contract ran out or came up for renewal in the last two or three months. And WWE have a habit of doing the contract renewal push. Yeah. Of I promise you, you will get something, and this could be his get something. This could be his. We will give you a push. I mean. I, what I hate, like Luke was right about the fact that they, that he was part of a tag team when when Luke started watching. He's been part of some amazing tag teams. He's made some pretty dodgy tag teams absolutely legitimate. Even going back as far as when he was with um, oh, Natalia's husband, T- TJ? Not TJ. What's Natalia's husband called? Um, look at this. Is it Tyson Kidd? Yeah, that's it. Yes, that's it. Tyson Kidd. Nice, Luke. Nice saving the day. Like Good that, time. to start off with, was not a legitimate tag team, but up until the point where Tyson Kidd got his injury, they actually started being decent and they got a bit of fan base behind them. The bar, 
I could have had, the bar could still be going now for as far as I'm concerned. The bar were a fantastic tag team. So Cesaro kind of Cesaro kind of makes things into gold. I, I've always thought he needs a big legitimate push, but you're right. If they're not quite behind him yet, don't don't necessarily see it happening. It's one of these where like like reading different blogs and different websites, I feel like all wrestling fans want Cesaro to have a push, but WWE just aren't. It's really weird. Like everywhere you read Everyone wants Cesaro to have a push, but it doesn't seem to happen. Don't know why. Fundamentally, though, I, just, I, agree, I agree with you, by the way, Luke. I was just thinking, fundamentally, isn't this just a showcase for how many swings round can Cesaro do? That's what this match is all about. It's all going to be like, can he do, like, it's going to be, can he beat the record and do 25 swings? I've never heard them count the number of swings before. And then there was like a little segment on. SmackDown, where they yeah. literally went like, not like 14, 15, 16. And you're like, well, that's just seconds. That's not spins. But don't worry about that. Doesn't matter. Um, and then but it is impressive, though. Oh, it's massively impressive. Because I, I mean, I've got a, I've got a four-year-old that I spin round, you know, and I spin her around like, not, not Cesaro spin. I'm holding my arms and spin round, but like, you know, I'm spinning around the spot with her, and after five spins myself, I'm dizzy as, as, as hell. The fact that he can do that, holding someone else, and then he goes straight into a different... I don't understand how he does it. Get, are you able to get your daughter into the sharpshooter easily or not? <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's, she's a future MA star, mate. I can't get, I can't get rid of him. I can't get rid of him. It's, you know... It's but that's what, a big but, show versus Rey Mysterio. But you mark my words, right? I'm, I've made some calls. I've made some dodgy calls in this predict cast. I will be the first to admit that. But... This is going to be a case of how many times can Cesaro swing around and can he beat the record? That is what this match is going to come down to. And all we're going to watch, I think it could be an amazing match. I think it is going to be a great match, but I do think there's going to be far too many segments and moments of Cesaro trying to get him into a swing and, and Rollins just getting out of it. I think it's going to be one of those where you go, this, is, this story you're telling is ruining what could be a better match. But I don't know, they could surprise us. They're both amazing wrestlers. Okay, we'll move on to the next one, which is Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in what I thought was going to be a Hell in a Cell match, but is thankfully just a steel cage match. Um, Luke, we're going to start with you. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Who have you got? Um, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. Um, so I think, I don't know much about Shane McMahon, but this feud has been terrible. Um, like it's literally been revolved around um, Shane McMahon randomly deciding to like just bully Braun Strowman by just calling him stupid and nothing else. Um, and the stipulation of still a cage match um, feels a bit weird to me. I just, I, just don't, I just feel like it doesn't really suit their styles. Um, the, you know, it feels like they they should be like out the ring using weapons like that that kind of stuff. And also, how's Braun Strowman not going to do his new? It's not a new move, but the train thing where the train um, the train noise comes on and runs around the ring. Um, you can't take him to a cage. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a bit of a strange decision to have a steel cage match. But for me, Braun Strowman wins unless um, he, like, tosses Shane McMahon off the cage and loses on a technicality or something like that. But, yeah, that's where I'm going, Braun Strowman. What's your thoughts, Joe? Um, well, the steel cage match has been set up for the benefit of Shane jumping off it. Um, so he'll be, he will jump off the top and hit Braun Strowman. Um, I, well, not hit, obviously miss him, but you know what I mean. Um, 
I would say this is the worst feud I can think of um, in wrestling. That's it. Um, the the segment on Raw was one of the most embarrassing things that I I can remember. Did the, the one with the report card where it was like D. Oh yeah, that was D, signed by Mrs. Str- I had to, I watched about fifteen seconds of that and I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Like it just, <clears throat> I was I just the thing with the the thing that we've got an issue of in wrestling as a whole is like that. People who don't watch wrestling think it's a bit ridiculous and a bit childish at times and a bit crap. And I do, th- and I'm not going to preach preach on this point, but like I do think that like AEW generally is quite credible uh, in terms of what it presents. I, don't, I think it's a bit more adult, but it's quite credible. I watched this and I thought that is it's like it would be, I would be really embarrassed if someone was watching that with me and was going. You watch this. You watch this is like you're willing to invest your time into this. It was just, it was just crap. And and do you know what? <clears throat> it's been like that for like this whole storyline has been not much better than that. It's literally Shane calling Braun stupid, but then started off by not calling him stupid directly, but calling him stupid, and then calling him stupid directly. You're like, well, this isn't. A, that's just. What 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 is going on? And then Braun's going to beat Shane. That's my prediction. And then it's going to be a completely pointless like it's going to be a, been a completely pointless two months. I just don't. I just I, I I'm desperately trying to find what the what the good in this is, and I can't I can't see it. It it's infuriating because it started really well. Because when Strowman was annoyed with Shane because he felt like he kept being screwed out of opportunities you kind of went, oh, this could lead to Shane versus Strowman. Because she, you know Strowman's going to keep thinking he's being screwed out of opportunities, and then he's going to go, okay, I'll give you an opportunity, face me at Mania. And you go, okay, solid build. And you know what? Shane McMahon is probably, as bad as it sounds, he's the special event at this WrestleMania. He's the one that you don't usually see wrestle. He's the one, okay, actually, sorry, Bad Bunny's another example, to be fair. So Bad Bunny's the other special event, but Shane McMahon's, you know, that special, that one of those special events where it's, he's going to be a marquee, people might see him, you know he's going to jump off something stupid, you know he is, exactly what you said, but they've decided to go with something really puerile, and it's literally only for the benefit of one person, and that is because Vince McMahon thinks this kind of thing is funny. So, the report card, the dunce cap, like, that's been relevant for, for I don't know how many years, you know, how do you have Bad Bunny on here to appeal to the teenage audience and whoever's listening to Bad Bunny and then have a card, have a report card with Braun Strowman's face on a dunce cap and think that the two things marry it all. It's, it's, it's so random writing and you're right. It's the kind of thing you wouldn't show anybody as a, as a um, example of what wrestling is and, and why it should be watched and you know, why it's, why we like it so much. So and I think that is, I, I, another, I another have storylines, but Aren't like WWE anti-bullying? They got a whole anti-bullying campaign stuff as well. So this seems really like if, if Shane McMahon did win, that just sends out all the wrong messages. So it really much wouldn't happen, would it? When was the last time you saw a dunce cap used that wasn't in WWE? Ah, oh, is 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 an absolutely solid question. Is an absolutely solid question to the point where if you, I wonder at what age you stop knowing what a dunce cap is. Like, are we the last generation that would actually get that? I mean, we didn't have dunce caps when we were at school. No, so I, we've. I, I barely know what it is now. 
be exactly yeah ex- that's it so it's it's literally for the one guy in the whole of the wwe staff who probably experienced the dunce cap that's it and that's vincent man the only one that probably did it, it it's it's you can just tell the writing that's for him and then you can tell the writing that he's let by us you know we're not going to get onto it now but edge roman reigns daniel bryan is the best of wwe writing at the moment a proper good story from beginning to end. This is the absolute opposite of that. And it couldn't be, it shouldn't be because there is actually a good story at the core here if you'd let it be written. So I am, incidentally, my, my prediction is also Strowman. There's no way Sherman Man's winning this. I just can't see it. Um, the Dunce Cup, just for, just for information, was used as late as the 1950s. As late as the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, but not in WWE. It's still 2020. 2020 for WWE. Oh, so the person that had to, the person that wrote that probably would have known like what, like would have been would be over 70 then. Is what we're saying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, who, and I wonder who that is. Um, right then. Keith Lee's age is a bit queer, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could be anywhere between 25 and 70. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Um, so we all think it's going to be um, Strowman beating Shane McMahon for the, uh, in the cage. Um, so we're going to go next. Again, it's it's my wild card for this one. Um, I predicted New Day as a wild card hit early on. They've not, again, had a very, very quiet year when we think about wild cards. Um, but they are up against AJ Styles. And for his debut, in-ring debut, he's going straight to WrestleMania is uh, Omos. So, Joe, you've got to have AJ Styles and Omos because I've got New Day as my wild card. Are you disappointed with that? No, I think that's... I think I'm... I think it, it feels to me like they're going to win. Why have you... I mean, I would say built Omos. You haven't really built him. He's just been knocking about for about a year now doing, like, various bouncing gigs. Um, but I think... Why have him debut to lose? Just doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, I'm not really that bothered about this match, to be honest. I feel like it's just a bit of a waste of AJ Styles. I feel it's a bit of a waste of New Day. Um, just, I, yeah, not bothered. Not bothered, but um, AJ and I must are going to win. Um, I disagree with that. I think this is going to be great. I'm. A, this is one of the matches I'm excited about. I think this could be really, really good. I think AJ Styles is, a, a, you say a waste of the two of them. I think whoever decided that this should be the match has actually kind of come up with a bit of a stroke of genius here because this could be a brilliant match. Omos could be booked as an absolute monster, which, which would be great because he can throw around Davia Woods and throw around Kofi Kingston. Um, there could be some great kind of, the play of the story that Omos and AJ Styles literally do not know anything about each other. So there could be all kind of a bit of play with that. That's a decent story going into the match. And I am gutted. I've got new day because I think AJ and Omos are winning this. I, I think you give them the belt. You don't have Omos lose on his debut unless you're going to go down the route that AJ cost him. And that's the feud leaving this, but I don't think you do that this early. What's your thoughts, Luke? Yeah, I, I think they're winning as well, AJ and Omos. I mean, for me, this highlights how poor the tag team division is, to be fair, because AJ Styles is one of the better wrestlers, like, is, 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 is up there in, in, you know, top five wrestlers and probably in WWE. Now he's been, like, relegated to WrestleMania on, like, the tag team division. 
And I just feel like, especially this year, when you need like the stars to have proper good matches, it just feels a bit of a waste to me personally. I mean, I th- I'm sure it'd be a half decent match. Um, so I don't think the match would be bad. I just feel like it's a bit of a waste of AJ Styles um, personally. But yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think they'll win it. Um, but just yeah, like I said, I think he highlights that it's a bit of a poor tag team division, which we've always said. I think you make a good point considering if you look back just 12 months ago, he main evented WrestleMania. Yeah. Technically, him versus Undertaker. That's, you know, biggest match on night one that was, wasn't it? It was night one, I think. Yeah. Must have been, yeah. It was night one. It's, it's all blown away from me 12 months ago. But, you know, it was a main event of WrestleMania. So you're right in that respect. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've got a lot of time for this. I think this was like when, when he came out, I thought, you know what? Yeah, fair play. Give, give New Day this. I think it was, I think we might take a little bit of a detour. I think it was the right call to take them off the Hurt business um, and and, and remove the belts from those guys. But I think we might come back to Hurt business when we're talking about another match a bit later on. See, um, see, I don't like the Hurt business to to lose them at WrestleMania. I think think they should have held on to them until this point. But I think there's a reason they haven't, which which we're going to get to. Okay. Last, I'm going to do, I'm going to come back in this because I'm just, I think. This match shows how poor the, the tag team division is, and I think it shows how far AJ Styles has fallen. Personally, because, like, you're right, Ben, last last year, I mean, obviously we were hit with COVID and different things, but, like, you had AJ versus The Undertaker, and the match that you were meant to get in WrestleMania, and I appreciate it became, like, it ended up becoming, like, a singles triple threat match because one of them got COVID. But it was Jay, it was meant to be the Usos versus Miz and Morrison versus The New Day. And, like... You just look at it and go, that's fair. That's like a pretty good, that's a pretty good tag team match. That's your WrestleMania opener there. That's that's your set in the store yeah, that match. You can, put that, you can put that in a TLC match or a ladder match and you're just laughing. And, and, I, and I really, I don't, like, so I don't want to, I don't want to downplay uh, AJ and Olmas, but I just, I'm just uninspired. It just makes me think, what, is there no other tag teams? No. <laughs> like, there is literally no other tag teams. Yeah, but that that in itself is an issue. Yeah, and also and also like we've got like Miz and Morrison who could be legit. Like that that would have been like them versus the New Day. You could have made decent. They're both on Raw, I think, aren't they? Yes. Um, question. Um, but you could have done that. But you know, instead, I don't think Morrison's on the card apart from supporting Miz as a cheerleader with weird hair. So anyway. <laughs> Well, that takes us nicely. Like, you almost set that up because my next match on the card was The Miz, the, the two time Grand Slam winner, a man who, you know, guaranteed Hall of Famer, a man who only held the top belt in Raw, um, what are we talking about? A month ago? Let's say it was a month, maybe a little bit more than that. Up against first time wrestler, long time rapper, Bad Bunny. Um, I mean,. It's my prediction here to go first. Bad Bunny doesn't lose this, unfortunately, which means that you are making an absolute mockery of of everything. I mean, the fact that Bad Bunny's going to come in here for a singles match, if they'd made it a tag team, it'd have protected it. But the fact they're going to make it a singles match, which will have shenanigans, which will be an absolute mess. It will be a bit of a joke. Bad Bunny... For all his, you know, for all respect, has been training, has been taking this seriously. For a celebrity, he's been showing up to way more roars than you would usually expect. But this just feels—it's that kind of WrestleMania match that I hate. It's that celebrity WrestleMania match where you're just 
watching it, hoping it doesn't look as shocking as it could do. Um, but for me, Bad Bunny's taking it. What's your thoughts, Luke? Yeah, same, Bad Bunny. Like, why would you bring him in and get all the viewers that you wouldn't normally have to watch him lose? So, um, I mean, I thought, I thought it would be a, a tag team match, to be fair, like with Damian Priest and John Morrison. I don't, I don't know why it isn't. I don't know if it still can be. Um, but it just seems a bit strange that it's not. I mean, I, I, you know what you say, Bad Bunny is not a wrestler, so the obvious thing to do would be just to get him tagged in at last minute and take the and, and get the pin. But um, yeah, they're, they're going to somehow make a match out of it. But that'll be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, you got the obvious tag team match as a singles match, and then the obvious singles match as a tag team match. So yeah, <laughs> um, I, 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 I. I agree. Why? Why have Bad Bunny involved in this? I just feel sorry for the Miz. I feel like the, the thing, the, the the good news on this for the Miz is that he's going to get loads more eyes on social media. Like people are going to want to watch Bad Bunny fight him. It's going to be for his betterment in terms of increasing his know, social media, etc. But it, from a wrestling, if, if 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 wrestling was legit, you'd be like, this is a bit of a kick in the balls, wouldn't you? For for the Miz, to be honest, I don't know how you can look at it any other way. You're gonna fight a rapper, a rapper. He's not like quite a scorny rapper, to be honest as well. Um, the Miz should be beating him up all day long, but he won't. He definitely won't. It, that, that's if the. You... Sorry, but I was gonna say, if you like, if you think about on that point about the Miz, so he's gone from cashing his money in the bank. To win, to win in the WWE Championship, losing it to Lashley in like seconds, a couple of weeks later, and now he's got this match with Bad Bunny. It's just ridiculous. I get where I get where Miz is on the card. I get what I get where he is now in his WWE career. He's yeah, he's he's absolutely where he should be, and the way they used him to get Lashley the belt made perfect sense, and it was exactly how you used the Miz. The problem is this, you know, he's they're advertising him as a two-time Grand Slam winner. Which he is, and that shouldn't be, you know, this guy headlined WrestleMania in one of the kind of biggest stories. He was involved in one of the biggest stories of, of, of recent WrestleManias, to be honest with you. He was up there. He had, you know, he was he was in that credible kind of position. And this is just, how do you come back from this? When he loses to Bad Bunny, where does Miz go next? Really? It's applying logic to a something that you can't really apply logic to. But it's like, if you were, say like if this was MMA or this was something else and you were a fighter and you lost to kind of like an amateur, you'd have a real way to come back. But the Miz might have another match on Monday night on Raw and win against an actual wrestler. Do you know what I mean? It, there's no, there's no, there's, there's just, that's the, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the fundamental problem, isn't it? I mean, Miz will lose this and within a month we'll forget about it. The, the, the thing that I, I heard someone made this point, and I thought it was a fairly good one. If you're not already watching wrestling because Bad Bunny's on it, why would you pay for WrestleMania for it? Do you understand what I mean? How many new eyes is this actually bringing to, to wrestling? Because all your, you know, everyone who's a big Bad Bunny fan, a big enough Bad Bunny fan to be watching the product, is already watching Raw, is already watching WWE. And you know, you're then going to convince all those people to pay for the actual pay-per-view to see him wrestle. I don't I don't know if this is, has got the pull that, you know, for the most recent times that, like, Tyson Fury versus um, Braun Strowman had, where you went, actually, we're going to see this guy. It's a boxer, legitimate fighter. You know, it doesn't actually hurt Braun Strowman that much to lose this, you know. 
but then you've got um bad bunny and i just don't i just don't see it's got as much benefit as they think it does <coughs> so i like the idea of big bad bunny mate that was quite nice the extra the, the big makes it sound a lot more uh, <laughs> big bad bunny i had big bad bunny there did i yeah you said, you oh, said that, right. Give big bad bunny big bad bunny something and i was like oh, I that's, that's got more of a ring to it yeah, yeah. let's well, well when you never know then Damien, that, that's the tag team, isn't it? Damien Priest and Bad Bunny. When he when he jacks in the really profitable Grammy-winning rapping career and decides he's going to be a, a lower mid-card um, tag team wrestler with Damien Priest, then you heard it here first. <laughs> right, we'll move on to something a bit more legitimate. Um, so we've all gone Bad Bunny for that one, incidentally. Um, big Bad Bunny. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This... I've put this one kind of second to last, mainly because I don't think we're going to have as much to talk about as we will for the next match. This could very much headline night one, though. I think if they're going to be clever, you put this on last, actually. So you've got one one um, women's match headlining night one, and then obviously the the big main event for WrestleMania headlining night two. Um, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Luke, who have you got for this one? Um, So... But I should win, I think. Um, the thing about this feud is, I think it was really, I think it would be really hard to follow what Sasha Banks and Bailey did last year. Um, and they've kind of tried to do a little bit of the same where they've recently they've had like formed a tag team and didn't quite win, didn't get on, and it just seemed a bit like a bit of a pointless storyline. I think they just dragged it out. I think like Joe mentioned at the start of the pod, where just because they've they've had to. But it doesn't get me any less excited about the match because I think they're both very good wrestlers and I really like Bianca Belair. However, I'm actually going to go with Sasha Banks to win because I think this is going to be one of the ones where everyone thinks Bianca Belair's winning and Vince McMahon is like, nah, screw that. I'm going to go against what everyone thinks and Sasha Banks is, is retaining. There's always one of those matches or a couple of those matches. So I'm going to take this one as that one. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a very shrewd move. I've got to say, Joe, do you agree with it? I'm really torn on this one, to be honest, uh, because I, because I think of all the ones that you of all the ones that we're talking about, I can definitely see this one. I can definitely see this one being a bit of a swerve. I think. Do you know what will ta- you know what will be the telltale thing for me is if this goes on last. I think Bianca Belair is winning it. I think if this goes on second to last, I think Sasha's retaining. And just for the sake of being different from Luke, I'm going to say that Bianca Belair is going to win this. I think, I, I would say she's the safer money, you know, but I think it's 60-40, to be honest. Um, the question I've got is, is that, that I... I run the risk here of predicting like a title change in every single match, and it and that just can't be the way it is because that would be crap. Um, so I do need to think of some title matches where I'm not picking a picking a change. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Bianca. You are forced into that for a couple. Do you know what I mean? Like your wild cards force you into that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, I, I yeah, of the ones I've got free will on, I can't be picking. Like nine title changes out of nine, can I? Like that would, it would be, a, it would. Well, I, can, I, can, I mean, I can do. I just feel <laughs> like, I just feel like that's WWE going. We have, like, if you if you change all your belts in a storyline based 
sport where you can pick your title holders and you change all of them. You basically go in, well, I've kind of kind of balls it up for the last couple of months, haven't we? Yeah. Like if you change all of them in one go. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about that. But yeah, um, Bianca Bella. Anyway, I've talked too much there. This will depend entirely upon what they believe, how much they believe in Bianca Bella. Because if she loses this, she's done. You don't get this high, lose this match, and then and then have a, a, a have another shot at this. You know, it just doesn't. You know, you have to win this if you're going to be considered something legitimate in WWE. If she wins it, she's up there. They think she's someone who's going to carry this division forward, and they'll give her a fair shot. If she loses it, they're not really behind her. So it depends entirely on what they think of her so far. I think that they've got time for it. I think they believe she's legitimate. So um, I'm going to go with Joe and I'm going to go Bianca Belair as well. I'm not sure that makes much sense for my predictions and where I'm going to put myself in the league. But I think at this point, Luke, it's just me versus you. It's just who's not going to finish bottom. So I think yeah. that's, where, that's, that's how I've got to play the game going forward, to be honest with you. I don't think I'm catching Joe or, or, or the movie list podcasts, Dave. So uh, I just don't want to be the experienced WWE host that loses to the rookie, you know, just oh, yeah. year. I can't end up being the Miz of the frigging uh, <laughs> wrestling predict cast. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I'm trying to avoid. So yeah, I'm, I'm going Bianca Belair, but you're right. They, this, this all hinges on, on what they, where they want to put Bianca Belair going forward. Just guys, just before you two start giving yourself any credit about who's a better predictor out of the two of you, I beg of Ben, like in the next in the next month's episode, to when he reveals the results, go. So you've got like forty-two points out of ninety-seven, like less than half right or something like ridiculous, like it was. Yeah, I could, I could, I don't know whether I want to do that to myself. Go back through and check all the different wild cards and and and, and do that kind of thing. So we will. Uh, We'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, right then, it's the main event. It's the it's the big one for night one. Well, it could be the big one for night one. I think the biggest match, match of night one. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Now, this is another wildcard one. Um, Joe quite rightfully believed that Drew McIntyre was going to be involved in the main event picture and around that main event picture for the bulk of the year. So he's picked um, Drew McIntyre. So me and Luke have to have... Bobby Lashley. Um, I've got a theory on how this is going, but before I say that theory or push that theory forward, I want to see what Luke thinks. Go on, Luke. What do you think? McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Who's who's taking it? So, I do think it's going to be Drew McIntyre taking it back, but I'm not unhappy with having Bobby Lashley, to be honest, because I do think you can make stories for either case. Um, and... I don't. I don't think it's the match that anyone was hoping for a few months ago. To be to be to be honest, I don't think it's something WWE was working towards over the past year. Put it that way. Um, so, you know, I like both of them. I found both of them. It's like, that's nothing against them. Um, it's just that how it's been set up and it's, it's been a bit rushed. Um, so, yeah, I think the idea is that they want McIntyre to win from a dominant heel. Ideally, I think it would have been Brock Lesnar, um, but they want to give him that moment um, in front of the fans, and I think that's how they're going to book it. But I actually think, and I'm myself included here, I quite like the fact that Lashley's got the belt at the moment. I like the story that he hasn't had it. He's been with the company for, like been wrestling for 17 years. 
Um, and I think people are generally quite happy about that. So I don't think people would necessarily be delighted to see Drew McIntyre get the belt back now, to be honest. So that's the only case I would put forward for Lashley in terms of, you know, I think, he, you know, I think I think they could concede the feud afterwards. So I do think it'd be McIntyre, but I'm not displeased with Lashley. Do you think, Luke, they've done enough to make this a main event for WrestleMania? Do you think that, because you said you, this isn't the match anyone wanted, you think you're absolutely right. Is this a big enough match, though? Um, I think it could have been if they had more time to build it properly, but I think they've rushed it, so no, no, no not as it stands. Fair enough. Uh, Joe, McIntyre versus Lashley, you have to have McIntyre. What's your thoughts? I think he's, I think he's the favourite in my mind, but I think he's probably the one that I wouldn't change the title on if I was going to pick one not to change. I think one Lash has had it for um, not long enough. I think he definitely deserves it. He could be, he's a very legitimate title holder and could keep it for a long time. There's no need for him to lose it till SummerSlam, for example. I also have this outlandish, outlandish, um, prediction about how this could go based on the um, the bounty that's on the head of Drew McIntyre and I really really hope this is going to happen but it won't um, where the bounty is cashed in on by Brock Lesnar um, because you know what does Brock Lesnar like he loves a bit of cash um, you know Covid will keep him away but cash will bring him back and so imagine the scene where Brock Lesnar takes out Drew McIntyre pre-match, or not pre-match, but like during the match. Sorry, sorry, before the match, but in 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 enough time that Brock can then take his place, and it's got, actually turns out to be Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley uh, in the main event of WrestleMania. That would be pretty good. I don't think it would happen, but it could. It'd be amazing storytelling if you didn't then need him to be advertised beforehand to at least double your WrestleMania sales. Like, it's bad business. It's great storytelling. It's bad business. Yeah, and that is that is the issue with that plan because also I believe they've recorded Raw already, haven't they? Have uh, they? <laughs> yeah, so it can't even happen on Raw. So you're basically doing it blind. But then I think there is an issue where you could be like, you could do that very early on in the evening where... Pre-show. Maybe pre-show. And then yeah, social, med- so- the social media... Do you get enough social media, Paul, do you think, that you could advertise, use social media, advertise the fact that, oh, God, Lesnar's actually on the show. Do you think they yeah, could do imagine, that? Imagine if, like, imagine if you did do that on the pre-show. Like, me and you and Luke would probably not find out about that till the main event and we'd be like, well, that's <laughs> put a bit of weight on. Bit of oh, um, no, I, but, but imagine, like, imagine, though, imagine this scenario where you're, you're turning to WrestleMania and the first thing you see is like Drew McIntyre getting a beatdown from kind of like an, an like an anonymous person, then off off into the distance through the door walks Brock Lesnar, who's clearly Brock Lesnar from the back. Like people are gonna go, oh, I should really like you know if you, that's if that explodes on social media, you could legitimately have a lot of people tuning in to watch to to watch WrestleMania that weren't otherwise doing so. You know, just, we, just, just booking it for you, WWE. Just let us know. Were we all equally as were we all equally as gutted when Samoa Joe wasn't on commentary? Um, MVP was on commentary instead. And in my head they were talking about a person wiping out Drew McIntyre all raw. 
Uh, sorry. Yeah, it was Raw, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was, yeah, it was Raw. All Raw, and I'm there thinking, I thought to myself, it could be Joe. Maybe that's why Samoa Joe's not there, because he's going to take out McIntyre, and they're just going to have a little swerve just before WrestleMania. And then it was Baron Corbin, of all the people. And then, as a big move for the Raw before um, WrestleMania, the go-home show, it's McIntyre versus Corbin. I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's a ratings bonanza already, isn't it? I have What's to say, when I, was, when I was watching Raw... Um, I was, it was Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, and I think he had about 10 minutes left. And I was like, wow, it's going to be, it's going to be like, this will be till like the last few minutes. So I'll just flick through. And then I turned up, and I turned it, like, pressed play, and it was then Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. And I was like, hang on. Like, was I dreaming about what's happened here? Like, I was like, I'm sure I saw a segment earlier where Rick, it was definitely Ricochet, it wasn't. And then I was like, some shenanigans have gone down here, and I have to rewind. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, Drew McIntyre just beat him clean and then beat another guy clean. Okay, great. Oh, we've got King Corbin, who I don't care about. I, I mean, there's a, there's a whole podcast on, on for, for, for the reasons that King Corbin just should not be working with WWE anymore. Um, I think Lashley's winning this. I And I, I genuinely, I don't think they're going to give the belt back to McIntyre. And I, for my fantasy booking, probably a little bit more feasible than uh, Brock Lesnar returning, but not quite as exciting as Brock Lesnar returning. Um, I don't think the Hurt Business are actually broken up. I think the Hurt Business are going to cost McIntyre. I think the whole thing's been an absolute ruse. The Hurt Business are going to come back. You're thinking they're going to attack Lashley, and they wipe out McIntyre, and then it's just been a big... They're all sat there grinning, smiling. Lashley's an absolute heel, and then they can get another face to start to start you know fighting his way back through up against McIntyre uh, up against Lashley and you know what um Lesnar versus uh Lashley SummerSlam that's a match and that's a match we haven't seen that I'm aware of that's a match two massive huge ex-MMA fighters used to be mates as far as I know I think they were I think they were mates maybe but you know absolute powerhouses that's that's where I go with this I think but I don't think McIntyre's getting this back and then I think they might even push McIntyre and Sheamus together. I think that might be the way they go with, with McIntyre from here and put those two together for a bit of a, a, a tag team fight. And you see those guys against AJ and Omos. That's, that's not a bad move straight after WrestleMania. But I think McIntyre's time has been done, unfortunately. The, the, the only thing that annoys me about this, about this feud is they literally did this a year ago. Like Lashley had a fight against Richard McIntyre for the WWE Championship and lost. They've made this feel bigger, though, because I thought the same thing. Uh-huh. This, this does feel bigger, and this does feel like Lashley's an actual... Well, obviously, he's got the belt, but what I mean is, like, it yeah. it, it feels like a, it feels now like a 50-50 match, where when yeah, they but... did this before, McIntyre was never losing that belt. No, well, now he's part of the hurt business, isn't he? MVP's done wonders, hasn't he, with that? So, that's, you know, but... Yeah. There we go. Right. Um, that will finish off night one. Um... Solid, yeah, it's a solid WrestleMania night. Do we think that, you know, Cesaro versus Rollins, Strowman versus McMahon, New Day versus Styles and Omos, bad, Big Bad Bunny versus The Miz, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, and McIntyre versus Lashley. Do you think, Joe, there's enough on night one for, for this to be a successful, at least first half of WrestleMania? Or do you think they've stacked it too heavy on the other side? Um, I think this is a good pay-per-view. 
not a great one, to be honest. Um, I think this is. I think the card here is is a six out of ten. Per, like to be honest, and I think they need to do something exciting to. Um, to I think they'll do something exciting to make this a really memorable event. I really can see that if if um, if Bianca wins um, the last night of the last match of the night, that could be a good moment to go into night two. Um, I think if Drew McIntyre wins against Bobby Lashley, I, I'm I just don't think I'm that excited by that anymore. Like if Bobby Lashley defends, I'm me. If um, Drew McIntyre wins, I'm me. And that's what I mean. What I said earlier. I think WWE think that fans are still like, yeah, I want McIntyre to win this. I'm going to make that like a massive moment to end WrestleMania night one. But I don't actually think that it is. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. Like like, like Joe said, I think like, yes, yeah, I think six out of ten is very fair. I think the wrestlers are really good. I'm, I think that actual matches will, will be pretty decent. I just don't think the builds have been that great. It, it's. It's a weird one because McIntyre's never been a champion in front of fans. No. Not properly. And I don't trust the Thunderdome. I don't trust that we're getting legitimate. First of all, I don't understand how anyone would chant, cheer, boo, and make as much noise as they believe they're making in their own living room to their laptop. In I, time. I, in, in time. That's, that's true as well, yeah. With no delay, considering the three of us, the three of us are, on the, are on an internet connection here and we've got people dropping in, dropping out, and all the rest of it. How, how they managed to coordinate a whole Thunderdome to sound perfectly. So I don't trust what's going on there whatsoever. So I'd be intrigued to know who's getting booed, who's getting cheered, whether McIntyre is actually as popular a champion as, as WWE want him to be and everything like that, really. So it'd be, an, it'd be, it'd be a weird one for that, for that fact. And I think you're right. I think Bianca Belair winning will give them the cheer and the good moment they want at the end of the first night. McIntyre doing it it probably wouldn't quite get what they want. And if anything, it might even be that Lashley's actually the more popular person at this point, and McIntyre's not quite as popular as he was because they've kind of sullied his, his, uh, sullied his, his potential and his reputation a bit at this point, to be honest. So um, that's kind of the interesting th- point going into it. If this was Fastlane, this would be an amazing Fastlane. This is like a 10 out of 10 Fastlane card. It's not quite a it's not quite a WrestleMania card, so uh, I think we're right in that in that respect. I think we're right in that point. So, boxing fans, you don't want dull stats, you don't want so-called experts. You want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans. You want from the canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates, but don't have to because we have from the canvas. Download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. It's also the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame always comes over WrestleMania weekend. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued to your thoughts on the Hall of Fame this year. Um, I don't think we'll talk about last year. I don't think we talk about 2020. You're also getting inducted. But we've got the 2021 Hall of Fame. Um, Luke, you come across the Hall of Fame before. You, you, you're, you're still fairly new to wrestling. Come across the idea of the Hall of Fame. Is it something that, that, that interests you? Something you've put any stock in as a, as a new wrestling fan? No. Not really. I, I don't. I don't really understand what it is. It's just basically people who are inducted each year into a hall of fame in front of people and they clap them in and say thank you very much. 
Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, if you had to sum up a Hall of Fame in uh, and make it sound as mediocre as hell for these people <laughs> that have worked for their lives, then uh, no, I mean, you've done a pretty solid job there. Yeah, it's a recognition of the best. I mean, it used to be the best of WWE, but now that WWE bought up most of all of the wrestling, it's pretty much become the Hall of Fame of wrestling now, I think. I think they, they, yeah. they've started to induct people that are just just wrestlers as opposed to having to have made a massive impact in WWE. Um, what do you think of it, Joe? I mean, I'll talk about the inductees in a second, but what, as, a, as, a, as a credible thing, has it still got a bit of clout, the Hall of Fame? Um, it's, it's, it's a classic one of those where you go, for some people, yes, I think it, I think it is really decent for some people. So, so I'm, I don't want to, you know, I, I know you're going to go through the list, but like for Kane is one of the inductees in this year's wrestle, uh, in this year's wrestling hall of fame. And I, like, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that he deserves to be in there. <clears throat> I think the issue you've got with the hall of fame is that you're inducting like, eight or nine people every year and there just isn't that many like like it just means the hall of fame becomes like welcomed everyone as opposed to being like 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 the, the legit best of the best in wrestling it would have been much better and that, <clears throat> i'm not going to say this very often but tna got the hall of fame right when they started just doing one person a year and going like who's the best who is the best person that's not in the hall of fame and then we'll just put that person in and it, that made loads of sense and you could easily do that with WWE um, and this year I think we've got two two classes of Hall of Fame inductees and one of them one of the Hall of Fame inductees is the great Carly well like I said we're going to get onto it now but I, th- I think you I think you're right about what they should have done is one or two maybe three at most and they could do it during mania so you get a moment they get a speech or you go through a, a video package and they go and get their Hall of Fame ring in front of 90,000 people or whatever it is. Imagine that as opposed to what they do now, which is they all come out and they wave on the, on the, on the stage. You could give them a moment, an actual legitimate moment where they go to the ring, they have a bit of a highlight package, someone of, of worth gives them, hands them over the thing and, and it's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, you've, you've, you've mentioned two of them. We've got on one end, on one line of the scale, I think you're absolutely right, Kane's there, deserves to be there, absolute Hall of Famer. You know, going back beyond Kane, going back to when he was, you know, the dentist and uh, you know, whatever his name was, uh, Yankum, oh, the dentist. Yeah, this is, this is for Luke's benefit. The, the, he was a dentist called Dr. Isaac Yankum. That's I- it. <laughs> it was a different time, Luke. It was a different time. It appealed to me when I was watching it when I was about eight years old or whatever it was. Um, you've got, <laughs> you've got um, on the other end, you've got the great Cali, who um, in one of my favourite ever segments was yeah. doing an over the to- over the top battle royale yeah. and yeah. accidentally um, accidentally <laughs> stepped over the top rope and eliminated himself mid match. No, it was yeah. So to put that in context, Luke, he was seven foot two. So the only way that he could feasibly get into the ring, he also he couldn't bend. He couldn't move. He couldn't bend from like the waist down. So in order to get into and out of the ring, he just stepped over the top rope. That was his thing. But he was in an over the top uh, rope battle royal and stepped over the top rope um, to get out without being thrown. Just stepped over it to go to the floor. Um, and then the commentators just went, "Well, isn't he out then?" And they were like, "No, no, you have to be." thrown over the top rope like well that's not a thing is it it was, it was honestly it was it's god awful it sounds, hall of fame, hall of if, fame you, 
if you go back and see it, what's great is Michael Cole just no sells it. Just just literally just goes, well, he's an idiot. He's an idiot and he's he's eliminated himself. He's eliminated himself. Like you can tell Michael Cole's like, I'm done with this guy. This is, this is, and then it is whoever's on with Michael Cole. And I can't remember who it is going, no, no, no. I think you have to be thrown out. And you can just hear the groans in the background. Well, isn't there, isn't, there was also the issue, Greg Cully, where, and I don't think this would be really, but he also is a bit, he's a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Like, like, he's like legit a bit of an idiot, I think. Oh, I don't know, because I, I heard another story where he was doing a big, I think it was Team team Terry versus Team Johnny or something like that. One of the WrestleManias, big six-man tag, or ten, it might have even been a ten-man tag, and someone came up to him, a reporter came up to him and said, um, Cali, what, what, you know, big, big WrestleMania, you know, big match, what's going to be your big impact here? And he said, I'm just going to stand on the apron. So he knows his place. You know whether that's idiot. Or no, he knows what he's, he knows what he's there for. Sounds like classic Hall of Fame. Classic Hall of Fame, <laughs> and he won the championship. He won the championship from Rey Mysterio. There you it go. In like, one of he, he genuinely sounds like Omos. Oh, but, but I, I think I think you might be I think you might be selling Omos a bit short there, mate. To be honest with you. Yeah, he's the age Omos, mate. <laughs> right, we're moving quickly on from that one. You've got Molly Holly. I think she deserves to be in there. Yeah, I, I've just got Joe kind of shaking his head and looking at me really uh, randomly. Yeah, so, 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 so Molly Holly, yes, I think if you're going through the list of women's wrestlers, she's probably quite high up there. And um, and this isn't me being funny, but like, but the list of women's wrestlers before sort of the last ten years ain't great. Um, she had a f- match against Victoria, which I didn't know. Um, where it was hair... Was it Kent Victoria? might not have been. It was basically hair versus hair, and she agreed to have her head shaved at WrestleMania in front of how many thousand people, just in order to make sure that women's wrestling got on the card. Yeah. So I've got a lot of time for like that kind of stuff, and she also wasn't like the kind of swimsuit model. She was actually like a legit good wrestler, so i got time. I got time for her. Um, it, it goes back to my statement about like if you're going to have two or three... Wrestlers, if you have if you have one wrestler a year, is she ever going to get in the Hall of Fame? No. Yeah, that's fair. What about uh, Rob Van Dam? Same same sort of category, do we think? Um, I think he did a lot for ECW. Um, I think I think he's I think he's pretty legit to be honest. I think if you if you if you <laughs> I want to qualify this every statement, but if you're going to have like maybe two or three a year, yeah. I think eventually he'd get in. And the final one because I'm not I don't care about William Shatner who's the celebrity wing I'm not going anywhere near that we're just not going to talk about William Shatner being in the Hall of Fame William Shatner this year is going into the Hall of Fame as part of the celebrity wing I don't ever remember William Shatner being a part of WWE normally so I I don't know why what do you mean the celebrity wing so there's a wing for (laughs) that's fair so if you imagine if you imagine the Hall of Fame as a legitimate building you'd have different wings for different different hallways for different um, categories. So there's usually a group, which this year would be the NWO. Um, there is, I don't know if you go female and male, but you've also got a celebrity wing for people, legitimate celebrities like Mr. T and Mike Tyson, who made a huge impact in WWE. And then not so, not so legitimate celebrities like um, Drew Carey or Bob Barker? William Shatner. Pardon? Was Bob Barker in there as well? I don't know who Bob Barker is. Wasn't he like, the price is right. I'm sure he was in there as well. I, I, I have no idea. He could well have been. You've got like Donald Trump. Donald Trump got in there and they never talk about that um, for obvious reasons. Snoop Dogg's in there. 
Um, there's usually because you usually get like um, you usually get at least one, maybe two single male wrestlers, a female, a dead person, and a group, don't you? That's kind of like the usual. Yeah. Well, so in twenty years' time, Bad Bunny's in there. Oh yeah, Bad, oh, oh, Bad Bunny's now. Bad Bunny's now done more than enough to qualify. Tyson well, Fury's Bad Bunny's, Bad Bunny's already ahead of William Shatner. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Bad Bunny now has complaint for not getting in there already. That's 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 where Bad Bunny is at the moment. Um, can, can, and the, can I ask another question? Who chooses who goes in? Vincent Mann. Yeah. That's right. that's purely it. It's Vincent Mann. It's whoever he deems on a whim. At one year, there was a guy called Coco Beware. I only think that was about two years ago. I remember him as a guy with a parrot, and I remember his toy more than I remember him wrestling. So I don't know what it, I don't know how you qualify. The last guy, just to I make mean, sure we've covered I mean, bases. Just, I mean, just the name, just the name alone is raises some <laughs> raises some alarms, doesn't it? Like it's not good. It's not. It's not, good, is it? it's not. You're absolutely right. I think the last person going in is legitimate. We've got Eric Bischoff going in. I don't think you can you can argue that he should be a Hall of Famer. But um, then you got people that, that like Randy like Randy Savage is not in there. Like, he is now. Randy Savage has gone in since. Oh, has he? Okay. Randy Savage, Randy Savage was, but he was like Randy Savage should have gone in while he was alive. He's he he went in. Um, uh, is it posthumously? I think they call it. But he went in. Yeah, he's bit. He he was around enough while he was alive to have not gone in there. So there are people. I mean, the Undertaker is the big one that's got to yet go in, and if he's not in next year, pardon. John Cena as well. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one because it's whether does going in the Hall of Fame kind of mean you are past your proper years in there? So I don't know if Cena would want to go in there yet. I don't know if Cena would because because that almost feels like oh no, you're you're done. Like your career, you're you're as a legitimate proper wrestler, you're done because you're now Hall of Famer. So it's a it's a bit of a weird one that. So John Cena will certainly be in there. I mean, there's there's people on this card who will, and I think that's probably a conversation for another time. But I think it was worth with it being Hall of Fame weekend as well. Just you know having a chat about who's going in there and, uh, you know, taking a Can detour to see. I, I, I agree with Ben. We definitely need to move on. But, like, the amount of re- uh, the amount of wrestling this week is insane, isn't it? It is It is um, Raw Monday, Hall of Fame Tuesday, AEW and NXT Wednesday, NXT Thursday, SmackDown Friday, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, Raw. And then is it NXT again? Like, honestly, it's yeah, like, it's not... Again, yeah. It is. It is nonstop. Yeah, I am watching a quarter of that. <laughs> like I am not. I am watching what I need to. I'm going nowhere near the Hall of Fame. That's that's that's. I I do not need to see those. That well, I might watch the Great Cali speech. I'll be honest. With you, I might watch the Great Cali speech just out of out of out of curiosity. Well, I was just going to say if he is actually an idiot or not, like Joe said. Oh yeah, I I don't know how that's going to go. I can see him at oh, some point in WrestleMania. He's going to walk out and he's going to wave on the stage. He'll screw that up. <laughs> he will. He will. Because they, they, they're launching WWE India, aren't they? That's the thing, isn't it? Like, so you know, like you got WWE NXT UK. They're also now going to launch WWE NXT India. I didn't know and about like, that. I had not heard that. Yeah, yeah. This is like it's like a little thing. They did. Um, oh, they've, they've been a bit screwed over by COVID, but um. They were going to have like a tournament in the basically that that, that is that is legit happening. It's NXT uh, India, um, and it's going to be like, a, like upcoming Indian wrestlers. But then also the oh, I want to say Bollywood boys are going yeah. over to that. 
Um, I'm really going to butcher all these names, but there's a couple of Indian wrestlers. Jinder Mahal Mahal is going to be a part of that as well, I believe. Um, And they're going to like, because I mean, look at the fan base in India. If you can get, you can get like, you know, if if you can get a, a, a 1% of the Indian nation watching that, then that is a, that is ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, so that's their next little venture. Um, but they were going to have it, they were going to have like a big kickoff this year, I think, because of COVID, they've had to have like basically the Indian wrestlers they've got sort of integrating amongst the main talent. And they did a special show, like a, basically a pay-per-view yeah. for the Indian um, viewing public and stuff. So Get Mansoor uh, over there. Yeah, sorry? Get Mansoor over there. Um, yeah, I don't think he's Indian, but yeah. Oh no, is, is, isn't he UAE, like Dubai or something? Yeah, I think he's from the yeah Saudi. Is not Saudi? I don't know. Not we sure. are moving swiftly on from this before we uh, we <laughs> no, night two night two, just, ladies and gentlemen of WrestleMania. Lack, it's not, it's not, it's not rude. It's just a lack of knowledge, mate. That's all. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. But uh, we we need to move swiftly on. So um, night two, uh, I think we'll kick off with uh, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Now, as a random punt, you went Matt Riddle early, Joe, as your wild card. You, you replaced Becky Lynch, who obviously um, discovered she was pregnant uh, around about the time Money in the Bank, which was only about the second pay-per-view, I think we were predicting. So we, we, we switched out from... For, sorry, keep calling Matt Riddle. Sorry, it's just Riddle. Apologies. Um, Riddle's the US champion. He's going up against Sheamus in what's got to be the most hastily put-together feud and, and fight for WrestleMania you've ever seen in your life. Um, you've got to have Riddle. We've got to have Sheamus. Um, I'm going to kick this bit off by saying this is a bit of a 50-50 for me. Yeah. This, again, is kind of like the Bianca Belair-Sasha Banks thing. It depends entirely on what they've got, how much they're backing Riddle. Now, I think they might be backing Riddle because they're putting a bit of money into him. He does pyro when his flip-flops disappear, and then they turn into birds. Um, they give him a hell of a lot of... Yeah, have you not seen that? When these flip-flops fly off into the screen, they turn into birds? Um, seen that? The CGI thing? Oh yeah, it's, it's it's up it's up there with Strowman's train noises when he runs around the ring. It's it's they've really they really pushed the bow out, um, and then uh, and then he's all over the show at the minute, interacting with everybody. So, I, I, badly, yeah. It's it's again, it's Vince McMahon finds this guy funny, isn't it? Did it, you see? You saw Monday when he just forgot his words. Yeah, and then just scooped off. But that wasn't that was. That wasn't a botch. That was genuine. I think, that, that, I, that was I, written like that. That was written I, like that. I don't, I don't think so. I think that was a botch. Is that not Stoner? I, I thought that was Stoner. I thought it was a Stoner gag. I thought that's what that was. I know. I think they. I think they. I think it was a botch, and then they just played it off as like that's what he meant to do. Because he also looked at the camera. Like you don't look at the camera. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, like, oh, I forgot my words. I forgot what I meant to say. Looked at the camera and then walked off. And then Asuka looked completely confused. I mean, imagine if English is your first language and you're just like, someone's just absolutely thrown shot You were like, I just sort of, I just casually walk off then. Like, what Like what on earth? How do you bring that back in a second language? It's, it's yeah. So... I'm not gutted. We've got I've got Seamus to be honest with you. I think that that I think he might, he could take it, but I also I think Riddle could easily take it. So it's going to be one of those where I'll be uh, cheering on Seamus and probably hitting for all the uh, near falls. What's your thoughts, uh, Luke? If I, if if I could have free pick, I would pick Riddle. I think 
Um, but like I say, I'm not totally unhappy with Sheamus. Um, one thing that knows about this match is, and WWE do it quite a lot, is the the they had the, they had they had this match like last week, and I, I really hate it when they do that because any sort any sort of interest you had in this match, I've I've seen it now, and I, and I know Sheamus pinned him for a non-title two, you know, but it just I, I just lose all interest after that point, and I actually think Keith Lee was meant to win this belt. To be fair, I think this is just a throwaway into a match waiting for Keith Lee to come back. So I don't think it actually matters really who um, has the belt on the back of it. Sheamus probably for, for for the heel to Keith Lee's face maybe. So I'm going with that hopefully for, for, for Sheamus win. But if I had to have free reign, I'd go Riddle. What about you, Joe? Where would you where would you put your, your prediction if you could have one? Um, I think this match has come about as a result of Sheamus being bloody brilliant over the last couple of months with Drew McIntyre. I think that's I think that's all it is. I think they've gone, Sheamus, you've been really decent. Like, have a singles match. And I think, I, I have a feeling that might extend to have the belt because he's such a good, little, such a good workhorse that there's no reason not to. Um, you know, you could trust him completely. Having said that, I'm not unhappy with Riddle because I think if you were picking favourites, if you're doing a, this, is another for me, it's like a 60 40, and I think the 60 is probably Riddle. Um, I think this is an easy one you don't change the belt on, but you give Sheamus a bloody good showing where it doesn't harm him at all. Um, let Riddle keep the belt um, and see where he goes with it. He, both Riddle and Sheamus seem the perfect people to have a mid card belt for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly what you want. One going up, Riddle, and one probably coming down, Sheamus, but kind of both like really, really steady. It's the, it's 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 exactly what you use a mid card belt for, isn't it? You're building mm-hmm. Riddle, or you're going to use Sheamus holding that belt to put someone else over. So let's say when Keith Lee returns, if Keith Lee returns or whatever's going on there, him against Sheamus coming after WrestleMania would be great. You know what I mean? So there's there's some there's some great things you can do with that mid card belt and 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 push it that way. So I think you're absolutely in there. I think there's something absolutely solid. So uh, yeah, Riddle versus Sheamus. We'll see which way it goes. Um, right. In, I, I kind of disagree with uh, what Joe said about this one, but we'll uh, we'll come on to that point in a second. It's Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Um, Luke, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in what seems to be a bit of an unusual one for us. We actually get free pick for this one. So uh, where are you putting your money on uh, Kevin Owens um, face versus Sami Zayn heel? So I think this is really 50-50. To be honest, um, what I would say, like, I've, I've come to find over these last few months that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are two of my favourite wrestlers. I think in WWE, I like, I really like both of them. I, I know Sami Zayn can be annoying, but I love that. I love that about him. Um, and I don't know much about this Logan Paul guy that Sami Zayn's got like um, <laughs> got with him at the moment, but I do know he's a boxer. Well, or he's had a boxing match at least. Yeah, I, I I think you're doing him a bit of credit there, calling him a boxer. He's a <laughs> yeah. he's a YouTuber, isn't he? He's a YouTuber. Yeah, he's had yeah, some very, I mean, we've yeah. got the guy from From the Canvas podcast on here to tell us all about Logan Paul's boxing credentials. <laughs> yeah, uh, was, so we'll get was, onto that later. I was just about to do that plug, Ben. Thanks. Never miss an opportunity, mate. Never miss an opportunity. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, what I actually think is going to happen is the owner is going to win the match. Sami Zayn's going to be really upset, so he gets into a fight with Logan Paul. Logan Paul's going to knock him out with one punch. 
Um, and that's what's going to happen. Right. Where are you going with this, Joe? Ke- Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Uh, yeah, I'm going Kevin Owens as well. I think Sami Zayn's going to call an issue with Logan Paul. I don't think. I think it will happen during match rather than after match. Um, and Logan Paul will get involved. You're right. Probably spark him out, and then it'll be a Kevin Owens stunner slash pin or. Even Logan Paul might do distraction. It's going to be pretty low, bro. It's just name recognition, isn't it? And I think when you do the name recognition, nine times out of ten, the face is winning. Yeah. Particularly because Logan Paul's already starting to hitch his wagon to Kevin Owens with what we saw. When we were recording this a week before WrestleMania, but what we saw on last 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 uh, week's SmackDown. So uh, doesn't, Logan, doesn't Logan Paul and Bad Bunny make you feel old? It makes me oh, feel- yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're all what thirty five years old. Just to give that, we're not old, but and and I thought I thought we were. I don't know. We're not WWE. I guess we're not WWE's demographic. I guess we're un, I guess we're probably WWE's demographic, and they're not happy about it, which is why they've got Logan Paul and Bad Bunny in there. Whoa, 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 whoa mate. We're eighteen thirty five. All good. We're still- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this like. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn is one of the all great, all-time greatest feuds. It's one of the all-time greatest stories. Uh, the amount of times they fought, from like the opening, the opening kind of moments in NXT, through to some of the greatest matches they've had. And I just, I love that they're on WrestleMania. I love that Kevin Owens is on WrestleMania because he's had a bit of a, a, a short shrift of WrestleMania, considering how amazing he is. And I'm with you, Luke. These two are two of my favorite wrestlers. Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler. He just can't go wrong. And now he's got the stunner. Absolutely unbelievable. Like, uh, he couldn't have fit a better wrestler. I just think this deserves more. I just think there's a better story here. And I just, it feels a little bit too thrown together last minute. Um, What I want them to do with this, and I don't think they will, what I want them to do is I want them to air Sami Zayn's documentary, even if it's just 10 minutes, even if it's network. And I want him to be right. I want there to be a conspiracy and I want Kevin Owens to be the guy that's been screwing him over. And I want there to be a bit of a shift. I think that's a better story. I think, you know, he has had referees calling against him and he has got all that stuff. I think you could do something clever with this where actually all along, Sami Zayn's been right. And it's been, and then you can go, Kevin Owens going, well, yeah, I wanted a WrestleMania match and you've given it to me. You I know, love I wanted that. to annoy you enough that you wanted to fight me at WrestleMania and you've got it. So that's why I did it. I, then, I, would, you know, I would love that to be the story. Like I, I reckon you can. I reckon there must be a way to make that work. There must be a way to make that work. I mean, if you make if if you can make eights and eights make sense. <laughs> oh, if we're going back to that one, if we're going back to an old TNA storyline, they retro, they retrospectively fixed. They they've done it before. WWE have done it before. WWE have made stuff fix retrospectively, and I think you you've got enough that you could fill in the gaps here. Because I'm watching his trailer, thinking you could do something really clever here. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will make anything work. Uh, you give them absolute trash and they will make it some of the best segments on the show. They, they, everything they touch is gold. They're, they're amazing. So I just think that they've wasted this a little bit. There's so much more you could do with it. So I'm going Kevin Owens as well, though. I think I think you, Sami Zayn needs to keep losing and it doesn't hurt him to keep losing. And I think you have to have Kevin Owens winning on top of this because... He's always someone you should keep relatively strong. So I think Kevin Owens goes for this one. So I will, I will say, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to dwell because I appreciate we're running 
quite long in the pod already. But um, those two are best. They, so Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn are legit like best friends yeah. um, in life, and I really like that. And and, and I, I agree with you totally about it. it's a bit rushed. But I also think this that this is a fight which they could do in their, you know, they could do with ten minutes notice. You know, they're so, they're like so. I think it's an easy win. So I totally agree with you. It could be better if it had more build, but also I'm really happy that this is an additional one to put on the card. That's my view. I think it's big for them. I think because yeah. they are best mates. I think it was, I think they're best men at each other's wedding and they've gone through every promotion going to get to this point, you know, and they've been, they've, they've literally legitimately come up together. And it's also a bit weird because you don't usually get Kevin Owens in the face and Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn the heel. So that's also a different dynamic there as well. And I think there must be a moment when they're both kind of sat in that curtain before they go in going, we've made it to WrestleMania. We're actually it's, wrestling it's, on WrestleMania. It's strange, it's strange to say that because I can't imagine the other way around because obviously I've never seen it the other way around. So I can only imagine Kevin Owens in the face and Sami Zayn's the heel. It's Sami Zayn's playing a very weird character for him at the minute. He, he does it so well. But when they the Sami Zayn that he's he'd been for a long time he was a he was a bit of a heroic underdog he was a bit of he always you know he's been up against people like braun Strowman before when Strowman was a heel and things like that you know he's been the guy you root for and you root for and then kevin owens has always been the best friend that screws him over and they've had some amazing stories like if you go back to their beginning of their kind of time on nxt together it's one of the best wrestling stories you've got going one of the best starts to feuds and their matches like joe said they're always great and it will be, if they're allowed to have a bit of freedom with it, it'll be one of the best matches on that card that night because they wrestle so much together that they can just, like you said, do it in their sleep with 10 minutes notice and they will deliver. I also think they'll definitely go for it as well. I think they'll really go for it because you've got 20 minutes. And I can ima- like, you imagine like your best mate, you like doing you, you know, doing the same, doing your career together and getting to WrestleMania and going, boom, neck. I'm just didn't swear there. Blue and Nick, we've got like 20 minutes to just do whatever we want. Like, we're going to absolutely smash the granny out of this. Like, and they'll just go real big, won't they? And the, and the fact you've got Logan Paul there, so you know that your match has actually got eyes on it. If he's there ringside and they go for that, there's even an added incentive to make this. It's not going to be throwaway. They're not going to put this at the beginning of the card somewhere. They're going to give this decent time because they've added that celebrity element to it. So, so you can you can you can legit do fifteen minutes of actual just them two going at it doing what they've dreamed of for like ten years, and then the last two minutes Logan Paul gets involved and like that's how the finish happens. But like for them as wrestlers, that'll be like the fifteen minutes before that'll be all it's about. Yeah, yeah. This I'm I genuinely think Kevin Owens is amazing. Uh, I I wish he was a bit not as far in his career. Do you know what I mean? He's never going to get that big push again. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. Hi, Dave here from That Movie List Podcast. All of us on the Views from the Sofa Network had a production meeting recently. And boy, do I have some great news for you, listener. We're pretty confident that we found a new niche podcast concept. Okay, here's the pitch. It's called The Team Sheet. On this, a group of white guys in their 30s working in non-sport-related jobs make dream teams of predominantly Premier League footballers based on a different theme each episode. But wait, there's more. Each episode also features a different selection of your favourite presenters from across the network, and also me. So why not become an early fan of this revolutionary new concept and listen to The Team Sheet Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Okay, moving on to... um... 
a match, a very different sort of match, this one, um, mainly because I've never seen one of these matches before. Um, I, I, it's Big E versus Apollo Crews for the um, Intercontinental Championship in a Ni- Nigerian drum match. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, Nigerian drum fight. That's it, Nigerian drum fight. Um, the only description um, Apollo Cruz has given us so far is that we're going to hear the drum sounds as he's cracking Biggie's bones and beating the man, um, you know, beating on him. So uh, I don't know how this works. I don't know if it involves drums. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here or whether it's just a street fight, to be completely frank with you. We'll see. Um, Joe, I'm going to throw to you um, Biggie versus Apollo Cruz. Who have you got for this one? Um, Apollo Cruz. With his traditional Nigerian name. <laughs> um, He's royalty, mate. He's royalty. I have a bit of respect. I still, I, st- I, st- I still think you could get out of this, boy. With that. Like, I, think he, I think he's doing really well with it, to be fair. I still do think my, my prediction from the last podcast where he got a letter, he got an email from a, a Nigerian prince who's recently died. Is uh, he's, he's he's, he's amazing. Um, but doesn't I, doesn't doesn't explain the accent though, does it? Doesn't explain the accent. Yeah, but you could be like, I was really trying to get into, really wanted to get into it. But uh, it also, I but I mean, like, there's so many things that don't make sense in this because, like, well, where's his accent been for the last five years? Um, I mean, where is his accent now? To be completely frank with you, because it ain't Nigeria. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's somewhere in it. It's, it's like it's like when I try to do accent, and like yeah. you think you think you can do accents, and then you realise that like you sound basically like quite offensive, no matter what accent you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you. I can't take him. I know people back this. People really like this, and people think this is going to be Apollo Cruz's big push. Like if he makes this work, it could work. I can't get past it. No, I, I can't, can't take it seriously. Nah, it was when he said, "I'm going to speak to my people in my own language," and I thought, "Oh, that's impressive. You can speak not, like you can speak like a different language, can you?" Oh no, <laughs> just it's, 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 do you know what I mean? It's like, oh right, no, uh, is that a different language or is that the same language with a weird accent? Yeah, it's weird accent. Okay, um, I I, I think. I think Apollo Creed is going to do this. I think he's had... Is this the third pay-per-view in a row this has been on? I think uh, it might be his sixth attempt. The last one was the last one was pretty poor, wasn't it? I mean, it's a match which I don't really care about, um, if I'm totally honest. I think Big E's not looked good in this feud. I think he could be on to bigger and better things or just anything else because this feels like it's been on for ages. Um... And yeah, I think Biggie's better than this. I think Apollo Cruz is not as good as this. But they really like Apollo Cruz. He's got a green and white striped scarf now, so it's all legit, as far as I'm concerned. Like, what more do you say? Apollo Cruz is going to win it. Do you agree, Luke? Um, I don't actually. I think Biggie will retain. Nah. Um, and that's what. And but I, and I predicted that a fast lane, and you both predicted Apollo Cruz, and I was right. So hopefully, I hopefully I am again this time. Um. <laughs> But it's, it comes to like you say, you know they've had they've done this fight six times. I looked since January. So this is the seventh time now they've done this fight. So and Apollo Cruz has lost every time. So either he finally wins it, or Big E just you know the same again beats him and then hopefully moves on. I still think WWE want to really push Big E. So I I think they still want to keep him keep keep the belt on him. 
Um, so that, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Can I ask a question, Luke, just, just on like a side note? In terms of like Apollo Cruz's wardrobe, what it's got worse? What's your, no, but what's your thoughts about just like pants and a scarf? Is that a combination? That would be better, to be fair. I think the scarf isn't isn't really a great idea if you're wearing pants. Like you wear a scarf over a coat, don't you? Like, what what part of your body keeping warm with that scarf? Yeah, but it's more like to show his colours, isn't it? Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Ben. What's your prediction, mate? I I I mean, I I still haven't made the uh, Luke's views on Luke's views on wardrobe or Luke's Luke's. Luke's coming out the closet on uh, Sting for, uh, for for the Wrestle Predict cast, so I think that might, that might happen have to happen for season three if we can keep that going. Um, Apollo Cruz is winning it. I think you, you you don't give him a seventh try if he ain't winning it. And I think you're right, Luke, about Big E getting a push, but I think you take the belt off him to elevate him somewhere else. So he could easily be going up against whoever wins the main event. You know, so if you give Cesaro a push for for a month, he loses. You give Big E that push for a month, he loses. You 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 you're setting up these good solid face competitors for let's say a heel wins it in the end. So, I I I think I think they really back Apollo Cruz. I think they've really given him it. And to to Apollo Cruz's credit, he's thrown himself behind this. You know, he's made sure that he's going to make this work. And if you can make something like this work and turn it around, I mean, ironically. Big E got lumbered with exactly a similar type of thing when he was beginning of the new day, when they were um, preachers and they had to come out and talk about the power of positivity. And the three of them managed to turn it around into becoming one of the most iconic tag teams, guaranteed Hall of Famers, you know, biggest draws. Apollo Crews could still potentially do that. And from everything I've heard about him backstage and stuff, he's, he's genuinely really rated. And people think he's had a bit of a... A, a, a crappy time of it at WWE and never really been given the shot. He's got his shot now. So if WWE back him, it's all kind of on Apollo Crews to lose it. He could do what he needs to do with this. So I think I think it's going to be Apollo Crews. Um, so we'll see. In, in, in all seriousness, they do feel like they're just kind of they kind of got something with that Apollo Crews character and are kind of working out because there was the because they had, they had two militia at one point, didn't they? That they've got yeah, yeah one week. And then he had the Spears one week, like the you know, and they've gone, I think, haven't they? No, yeah, they are. had like a massive ball on the other end of it this time. Right, so they're still working it. They're still working through the logistics of what of, of it all. But I, I think, I think it's uh, for, 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 for a laugh and a joke. Yeah, but I think it's it, it's an it's an okay character. At least it's at least it's different. You know. As we were saying before, at least it's not like a it's not like a bearded bloke in NXT where you've got about six hundred of them. Well, at least it's something different. Oh, it is. I mean, that's if you get yourself a character on WWE TV, you're set. You know, Sami Zayn's a crazy conspiracy theorist. Do you know what I mean? That's he's turned that around. He's turned that into something absolutely legitimate. Do you know what I mean? So I mean, he's just put a scarf on and changed his accent. Yeah, but I think it's, it's a character. character. It's something different, though, you know. And it's 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 compared to what he was before. Compared to compared to just smiley face, smiley superhero, who you know Ricochet's cornered the market in that, and he's doing really well with it, obviously. So you know, can it's I, can I say what the comparison is with this? Honestly, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Blood Diamond, I reckon. Is that that may where it is, right? Where you go, where like he's got that 
South African accent in Blood Diamond. And for the first like five minutes of the film, you're going, nah, come on, like don't don't piss about. Like that, that, that's a terrible accent. And then like by the end of the film, you're like, that's fair. Like he's really. He's really <laughs> I'm a good comparison for that. Peaky Blinders, because their Brummy accents are terrible. But actually, it's a brilliant series and you love it. Yeah, you go, am I speaking wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you think there are English speaking Nigerians at home watching WWE going, is it us who's wrong or is it him? Are we, are we, the, are we, are we, is our accents weird or is it his? Like, <laughs> well, mate, I don't want to, I, I don't think I'm a person that should speak for English. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I might have given you a bit of a pedestal there than you that you didn't want there, but we'll. Uh... I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I mean, there's not going to be many of our listeners that fall in that category, but I don't think I'm I'm, I'm that person. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I understand. I understand that. We'll uh, we'll move on. So we're getting to the kind of big three matches of. Um, WrestleMania, then the big three matches. Um, we're going to start with again. It's a wild card involved. Um, the only wild card Luke's got involved. It's the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Um, so I've got to have Randy Orton. Joe's got to have Randy Orton. Luke's got to have the Fiend. Um, I'm going to start us off by saying this is a bit of a weird one because I just don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what kind of match this is going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be cinematic. I think you have to go cinematic with this match. I don't think you could do this in a wrestling ring. Mainly because every single time Randy Orton and the Fiend have met in a wrestling ring, it's been shocking. It's been absolutely dull. Um, so I think it's going to have to be cinematic. I don't know what, what kind of finish we're going to get. I don't know how you decide winners, losers. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a Firefly Funhouse match, which is what I was kind of hoping it was going to be. But I don't think it will be a Firefly Funhouse match. Um Last, so, last, month, last month we said we didn't want that. Me and Luke said that, and I think you said you did. But I think I think it's the right call. I, I think have a have a feud, and then and then if you want to go to that later on, you can do. That's fair. Okay. Um, so I've got Randy Orton, and it's it's a bit of a weird one for a wrestling predict cast. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know whether Randy Orton's going to win this. I don't know whether the Fiend's going to win this. This for me is fifty fifty, because if the Fiend loses, it doesn't really matter and Randy Orton wins it. If Randy Orton loses it and The Fiend wins it, it doesn't really matter. This is just completely story-based. Neither of the two are going anywhere extra after this. They could go anywhere after this. So um, it's a bit of a weird one. It's an intriguing one, but this also falls into the same category Joe said before, where it's a story that has gone on for far too long. Far, far too long. So they have to pull out something very, very impressive with this to kind of match all of the build that's gone so far. Um, what's your thoughts, Joe? Before we get before we get to Luke's wildcard thoughts, um, I completely agree with you on the. It's gone on far too long, but I completely disagree with you on the fifty-fifty. I think it's a hundred percent going to be the Fiend that wins this. the The question for me though is the Fiend's new outfit. We haven't really. I feel like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I don't. Want, this is not a Luke Smith outfit, chap. <laughs> So the time we legitimately get to talk about someone's ring gear, you're oh, now he's got no, yeah, well of course he has, yeah. But like it's just like it's just it looks weird. It's weird. I've gone through like different phases of it. Like like it, it started off being like really I just think it's it's just odd. Like is that so he's burnt. He's now the burnt fiend, I think. But for me, and this is weird, and I might just be because I'm hungry, he looks to me like, you know, like 
a one-piece chicken. He looks to me like a one-piece chicken, like a KFC, like a one-piece KFC. I mean, what dodgy I mean, KFC are you going to? Yeah, that's weird. It, and, I, I, and it, was, it was never going to start well when you said I might just be saying this because I'm hungry. When you're talking about a, 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 a essentially a burn victim. Like, like, <laughs> if you, yes. if you, yeah, if you say it like that, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> so, uh, like, he just looks like Chicken Fillet. Like, that's all he looks like. He looks awful. Does not. He absolutely I mean, does not. I quite like Chicken Fillets, and I would not eat a Chicken Fillet look like The Fiend. Absolutely not. Okay, well, what does it look like then? What, okay, we will tell me what it is. Tell me what, tell me what the answer to that is. What does The Fiend look like now? That's what that's. You've asked that question. That's not a que- that's not a question that needs answering. No, that's, that, not, <laughs> that's not one. That's not the one that the nation's been asking. That's not what all WWE fans are sat there going. What does the fiend look like? I don't think that needs an answer. What's your thoughts on his attire, Luke? Um, I mean, I think he looks like um, the, a burned fiend. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> nailed it, Dave. Absolutely nailed it. Um, do you know what I think as well? Like either Brian Wyatt's lost a lot of weight, or it's not Brian Wyatt. Because it's not it's not the same shape as he was before. Like genuine, I don't know if he looked at it properly, and he hasn't spoke yet as he or done anything. Yeah. Like I, I wonder if there's something in it where it's not actually Bray Wyatt and the fiend is actually dead, and it's someone else that's Alexa Bliss has conjured up. Because I feel because I feel like the because the fiend's like no longer controlling Alexa Bliss is the other way around, isn't it? Um, that's how I see it anyway. With the whole I Jack the Box thing and stuff. So the idea, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. I think. But, but to be quite honest, I've lo- I've like I've, I was I really liked the fiend and the whole storyline behind the fiend, but I've really lost interest in this now. Like, I'm just not bothered by it. I just want it to be over. Can I can I just before you before you say anything, Ben? Can I just say Luke might be on to an absolute winner here because one of the one of the things I've heard, which I really like the idea of, is that the fiend who's come back is not the same fiend that left, and that the fiend who's come back is. Um, Bray Wyatt's brother, Bo Dallas. Oh, what a shout that would be! I would love that if that was true. I don't think it, I don't think it is true. I think it is the thing. I think it is Bray Wyatt. But imagine if that was the case. What a shout that is! Because where's Bo Dallas? Oh, it's, um, it looks like a chicken fillet, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's still in the underground, isn't he? <laughs> he's still down there, is he? He's still, he's, they, they, they lock the doors, and Bo Dallas is still in there. He's like, help, let me out. Um, so, yeah, the the, the fiend. Um, they missed for the trick. For, for what it's worth, I do think the fiend's winning as well. I, I I'm, I'm more with Joe. I, I, I don't think it's fifty fifty. I don't. I think the fiend's definitely winning. I, they missed the trick with the fiend. I think because you could have re, you could have had him come back as something completely different. Like Bray Wyatt, for all for all, you know, to his credit, is that he's got an absolute mind for this. Like his creative mind is amazing. The Firefly Funhouse, when it first started, was fantastic. The whole idea of the fiend was amazing. And WWE kind of ruined all of that. I think all the stuff before the Wyatt family, all of that was something brand new. And I think they could have easily kind of had the fiend burnt and him come back as something else. You know, reincarnated something else completely. And this just feels not even halfway, it just feels a bit of a quarter effort. Yeah, we're going to be a burnt, but because what you can't stay like this. There's got to be a reset at some point. It does. It, this doesn't work as it is. So, you know, I like all the other ideas. I think you should go with any of those other ideas. But I'm not. I think again, what you said before, it you could be giving WWE a bit too much credit, considering we've also got the same writers that wrote Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, which is you know <laughs> not not good. So, 
yeah. I feel like you've, you've, you've had you've got unlimited options with the fiend, and you've literally brought him back as the fiend, but crispier. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you, you could have done you could have done anything with this, and, and, that's, and that is and that's what you've done. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, I, I, I will I will say on the fiend in the fiend's defence, about two years ago when the fiend came into WWE, legit it was the, probably the first time. Well, probably it was probably the last time I remember going. Flubberneck, I'm really invested in the character. Like I really enjoyed the fiend. And I really enjoyed the fiend right up until that Hell in a Cell match, which was in 2019, I guess. I guess Seth Rollins when they did a DQ where Seth Rollins was too aggressive in a Hell in a Cell match, and they just qualified him for that. And then, but honestly, I think that might have been the last time I was really invested in the character. I don't think there's any since maybe Karrion Cross in NXT for a bit. Um, but other than that, like I think the, it's just such a what the fiend is a is a shadow of informer self, a crispy shadow. I think the only other character I'd say now that I've been as invested in that in is this version of Roman Reigns. Yeah, this version of Roman Reigns is making SmackDown watchable. You, I, I so desperately want to see this guy get beat. It's it's that that's that's it's the perfect heel, and I think the thing with the fiend was we just never seen anything like it. Well, the last time you saw anything like this was probably Mankind, and before that was probably the Undertaker. And again, you were you were genuinely invested in those characters, but the problem with the fiend is he got too big too quick, and they put him in situations where he had to lose. He should never be anywhere near a belt. He should only ever be elevating or you know being a bit of a showcase for another big wrestler, you know, and then. You know, he, he's almost, it should never hurt him to beat you and he should never really be hurt by losing because he'll just move on to the next victim. But put him near belts, put him, make him fallible, you ruin it and that's exactly what they've done here. So You know what's you know great, mate? It's Alexa Bliss, right? Just don't, put, just don't put Alexa Bliss near the women's belt and you're fine. You could do as many stories like this as you want, right? Just absolutely put her nowhere near the women's belt and don't make that a thing because as soon as you do, you've got to make her like less weird. Yeah, and and the weirdness works. It, it, that's exactly right, and it doesn't. Again, if you just go okay, because how exciting would it be when you've got the fiend goes after Drew McIntyre? The fiend goes out, you know, the the fiend goes after um, Brock Lesnar. Do you know what I mean? All right, you're probably never going to get it, but that's way more exciting than the fiend's going to be the <clears throat> going to be the title holder and stuff like that. It just doesn't work, and that's what's diluted it, unfortunately. Um, Right, we'll move on to something. More. I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm also looking forward to seeing Randy Orton die live on TV because that's what Alexa Bliss has promised. So, yeah, that's true. Oh, it's another classic. I'm going to murder you, but uh, you know, don't get involved, police. It's absolutely fine inside a inside a inside a ring. So, yeah. legit, mate. That's fine. Uh, they probably signed a contract that effect, I imagine. Do you mean the same as the street fight contract that stated no matter what injuries you cause this guy, there's no. Uh, there's, it's not going to come back on you, Jey Uso. And I'm sat there thinking, well, you've just described all of wrestling, haven't you? Like that's that's you, you you sign a contract, get in there and injure someone else. You don't then go, well, you're 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 to blame for it. It's just anyway, we'll move on. Ask her no, versus. It's okay, mate, because you can in wrestling you can injure someone to the point where you can knock them out for a three count, but you can't injure them where they have like an injury that lasts more than a day. Is that is that is that the oh, okay? That's, that's doctor approved, is it? You know, like you stop, stop the match with a long-term injury, but if you like 
pedigree someone to like barbed wire, that's okay. <laughs> well, moving on. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Um, the big WWE women's f- match. I think we're all kind of expecting Charlotte to be involved in this one. Um, I know I was, so I don't think this is going to go to a triple threat. I thought there was a moment on Raw last week when there was an interruption and I swore it was going to be Charlotte Flair coming out, but it was it was uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax instead, just to muddy the waters slightly. Um, but I think we are just going to get a straight singles now. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Luke, where do you see this one going? Um, I'm hoping it's going to be Rhea Ripley, to be honest. Um, that's where I'm going to go. I just feel like she was given a raw deal last year um, and you know the, the, the really built her up. She was one of the biggest names coming through but then lost to Charlotte Flair for the NXT title of WrestleMania, which I thought was a mistake. Um, and then had a bit of a rubbish 2020. But then since like the, the Rumble, they've really built her. Um, and she was really strong in that. And obviously, it's a bit strange how she just come and said, I want a match. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So again, the build hasn't been great on it. But I'm just, I think the need to give Rhea Ripley the win here. And that's where I'm hoping it goes. Thoughts, Joe? Agree? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I, I I really like Oscar. I feel like she's I feel like she's really I feel like she's really done over her WWE to be honest. Because if she was a if she was an attractive like white like could speak great English woman, she'd be like really elevated to the stars. I think she's probably I could I think you could argue that she's a better wrestler than Charlotte Flair. Like, that's a big big statement, but it's but it's not it's not a ridiculous statement in my in my mind. And and every time it gets to something big, WWE sort of just sort of seems to lose confidence in her and go, oh well, we need to put the belt on Charlotte Flair because then she can fight Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, or we need to take the belt off you as soon as possible, uh, so that we can have some bigger name on WrestleMania. And it just feels really really harsh on Oscar, in my opinion. I think she's decent. I think she's been really undervalued since she won the money in the bank. What was that ten months ago? I think she's basically held Raw's division, women's division together. Um, and you know what? I think Rhea Ripley is going to beat her because I think they're going to do exactly the same. You know, a big moment for Rhea Ripley, and like they just don't really care. They just don't like Oscar. Oscar did the best thing she could by first of all turning heel with the Green Mist gimmick. So it switched that up. And now yep. she's kind of lent into this wacky Asuka, which is really fun to watch. It's not, it's, it's bordering on a bit weird and a bit annoying at times, but there's a certain charm to it, which I think I really rate and it really works. And of course she backs it up by being absolutely amazing in the ring. And, and I don't think it's too harsh, a, too harsh a statement to say that she's, she's up there with, with being close to better than Charlotte Flair. I think, you know, if you're talking about Becky Lynch, um, Bailey and Sasha Banks being that that other quartet of that that four horsewomen. Asuka needs to be in that conversation. That she she needs to be in. She's always that one you kind of go and Asuka. You know, it's those four and Asuka every single time. It's also worth remembering she wasn't supposed to be in WrestleMania. This is supposed to be Lacey Evans versus Charlotte Flair. That's meant to be the WrestleMania match. That's what they booked. That's what that's that's where this was going with Asuka. I don't know where she'd have been relegated to. She'd have been wherever Bailey's staying at the minute. So. I'm glad she's got a match. I'm glad this should be a great match. They're two great wrestlers. It's it's going to be Rhea Ripley, though, um, for a couple of reasons. One, I completely agree with what you're saying, Joe. 
I, I don't think they tr- not, I don't, they trust. I don't know why they don't trust Asuka. She's never put a foot wrong. No. There's never been a moment where you go, you know, of course not. You know, con- considering you've got people like Nia Jax and Lana and any anyone that's going to be involved in that women's tag that have put foots wrong, that have lacked trust and haven't put in a good shift. Asuka is absolutely solid. Is the person you should have with that belt. But also, you don't bring Rhea Ripley in to lose. You don't bring her in as her first big match and she loses it. So it's understandable why you give it to Rhea Ripley. And this is a good match for Asuka at WrestleMania. This is a big match, but Asuka's not winning this. I think the only criticism of Asuka is the fact that her promos are not great in English. But I mean, how good are Vince McMahon's promos in Japanese? What I would genuinely do with this, if, if I was like, free, like you know, we always do the fantasy booking, what I would do is, if Becky Lynch is even three, four, five, six months out from coming back, I'd let Asuka retain and then go, and then have the storyline, maybe for SummerSlam where you're going, Becky comes back and goes, I handed you my belt when I left and I want it back now. That'd be mint. Like, I'd have, have that all day long. Yeah. What I think most likely is going to happen, though, is Charlotte Flair joins the match, but Ripley pins Asuka to win, and then the feud with Charlotte Flair with Rhea Ripley carries on. That's how I can see it going. See, you could you could at least see Charlotte getting involved here, can't you? You could at least see Charlotte, even if, if she's not directly put in it, you can see her playing a part where it costs Asuka. Or I mean, maybe that's how you keep Asuka retaining. Maybe you go, I, I she, she, she causes be, Ripley. I think it'll be winner 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 play Charlotte. That's not what I think I'll do. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for something a little less predictable then. Um, the main event. Now, again, a wild card plays a part in this, but I'm not too impressed with it. I'm not too pleased with it. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. The big main event. I think this is WrestleMania worthy. I think this is something we called a long way back for, for the long-term fans that this was something similar to this was going to be the case. Um, I've been very, very, very impressed with this story. I don't know about you, so I'm sure you'll give us your views, but if you're talking about how to slowly build and how to put a WrestleMania match together and how to keep a match interesting and keep a storyline going where all the competitors are facing each other, but not just for the sake of it, this is how you write it. This couldn't be more perfect. And then you're at this point now where you don't necessarily know who's coming out the other end with the belt. Who do you think it's going to be, Joe? Oh, I, thought, I was hoping you were going to go to Luke first there. Have you got Roman Reigns, Ben? I've got Roman Reigns. I have to have Roman Reigns, which means you've got to have either Edge or Daniel Bryan. Oh. See, Luke, who have you got, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know where I'm going so I can go first if you want sure, then, yeah, yeah I, I know where I'm going as well but I'm interested to see if we've got different I was going to basically play it off like a hero and be like if you go for the one I don't want I'll be like oh well seeing as we're doing that we might as well like, split it three ways <laughs> we can still do that mate depending on my pick I'll let you have the opportunity to do that and be like do you know what guys I'll selflessly I'll take that I'll take the third of the three <laughs> um, for me it's an absolute no brainer that Edge is going to win this um, and Edge is going to pin Daniel Bryan uh, and that is how the match will end and the ultimate opportunist who we've been told about for a long period is going to uh, take out Daniel Bryan who I always question whether he should be in this really I think at the end of the Royal Rumble no one no, I, no but like, it's fair that he's in it now 
But at the end of the Royal Rumble, which is only two and a bit months ago, you were like, well, that doesn't, doesn't need Daniel Bryan in it. It's just that the storyline has dragged on so long and Daniel Bryan's proved himself in the storyline that he's got in this match, which is not a bad thing, but it's a reflection of the fact that we've got like two and a half months between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, for me, that Daniel Bryan's in this. I think there's another reason as well. I think WWE are not convinced that Edge would have gone into this as the face. I think there's a chance that Roman Reigns has now done enough that when he showed up at the top of that ramp for WrestleMania, he was getting cheered with a crowd. Because he's the cooler, better wrestler. Edge comes in, is meant to be the face, meant to be the heroic returnee, is getting booed. In this situation, no one, if you've got any sort of legitimate wrestling at all, kind of fandom, you do not boo Daniel Bryan unless you're supposed to. Daniel Bryan is the ultimate face and he's played that part. So it doesn't matter who boos Edge. It doesn't matter if he gets cheered. It doesn't matter if Roman Reigns gets cheered and booed. Daniel Bryan is getting cheered. He's the face in this match. So I think that's another reason yeah, you put him in that's here. Really, that's a really good point. So um, it's interesting now, Luke. Were you always going Edge? Are you going to take Daniel Bryan? What, I mean, this is it. This is what everyone's been building to. This is the Predict Cast main event. Yeah, I'm going Edge. <laughs> Sorry, to <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. You dickhead. I mean, all you need to, to do is beat you, Ben. That's what it matters. That's fair. Um... Um, f- so, for me, um, I think Daniel Bryan's in this match to, I don't know, just to help the quality of the match, really, um, and just to make sure he's not forgotten on the card and just, like I say, just being in- involved. But... I, I, I genuinely think, I know you said you weren't too happy, Ben. I genuinely think that Roman Reigns has got a really good chance of retaining as well. But I, I just think whoever who, whoever it is out of Reigns and Edge will pin Daniel Bryan. That's what will ha- that's what will happen. But I am start if I if I had a complete free reign, I would still pick Edge. I think. Um, but the, the only thing that puts me off is, and I heard this. I don't know how true this is. Apparently, Vince McMahon thinks he looks really old now, and that and that and didn't like that. And I don't know. How, I know that sounds really weird. But that's the sort of thing that he would say, isn't it? He does look old, though, doesn't he? He does. He, I think he does. He is, he is looking. He is looking like a a man who's who's had a tough paper round at this point. And the more angry he gets, and the more like he's he's been getting older over the past two months. Yeah. You know. So, um, if I had free reign, I'd have picked Daniel Bryan. Oh, and the reason God. I'd have picked Daniel Bryan is because first WrestleMania with a crowd. First WrestleMania where. The face wins it, victorious over Roman Reigns, victorious over Edge. What is the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time? When Daniel Bryan beat the two heels at WrestleMania 30 and held those belts up aloft. You know, you want your big WrestleMania moment, you give it to Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan's winning this. I don't think it's as clear with Edge. And then I think you go Daniel Bryan, Edge, and you give Roman and you take Roman Reigns off TV for a month and have him go away sulking somewhere, and then you bring him back for whoever, you know, you bring him back for Roman Reigns versus Edge or whatever comes later. That's how I would do it. I think Roman Reigns has done enough now. I think he's, 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 if he loses this, it's very difficult then for where you, where you put Reigns next. Because Reigns is a really, really effective heel while he's got a belt. When he's not got a belt, it's really difficult to back him. So I think if he loses it, you've got to make him disappear. You've got to do that classic he's gone for a little bit and then he's, you know, Heyman brings him back later on or whatever. Um, but I think you give the fans what they want. I think you give the fans, you know, a, a good time going home with this one. 
because it's the first time you've got fans in a proper arena. So I would have given this to Daniel Bryan. And I am. I, I think there is no chance at all that Roman Reigns is coming out with this belt. Roman Reigns is losing this. I just cannot see him coming out with it. So I agree. If you, if you don't take it off him now, it could be another year before you get the chance again. Like a like a like a legit chance to do it again. Yeah, I think you're gonna have. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna, you're underestimating the playing the audience of Edge being ten years out that you forget, right? Because he's been on the screen like constantly. But if you pitch it right, Edge has been out of the ring for ten years. He's come back from like a horrific injury. Where and he's now within a year going to be the top dog in WWE, immediately for like two to three months, but still impressive. I think. I think that's that is the story you tell yeah. for the people that tune into WrestleMania and go, "I'm a bit edgy." Hasn't been here for a while, has he? Like, and that's the story you tell them. I reckon. But they're not. The thing is, they're not telling that though. They've turned him heel. Yeah, well, they, if, they, if they were going on. that way, but I they. I don't know. I, I just, I, for me, because he's, he's just gone too far heel, which is good. It's great for the story. Edge being a heel is better anyway, because Edge is a way better heel than he is a, a whiny face, like he's kind of become since he's come back, to be honest with you. 100%. You know, he's a way better heel. He always was a, a great heel. Rated R Superstar is one of the best characters in WWE. But I, I don't know. I just, I think you the are, other... You are right, though, that they have definitely repositioned him over the last sort of four weeks massively. He went from being like, yeah, like, like you're right, like a proper like face to being like a bit of a whiny bitch heel. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, can, I know you said that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, he's gone back to the ultimate opportunist, opportunist which reinforces my view on that he's going to win it. The only thing I would say is that um, they've, they've really been building like Edge and Brian hating each other and they haven't really played much on them hating Roman Reigns. And I just I I can just imagine them cancelling each other around Roman Reigns coming in and winning. I can just I, and, and, and I know you're not having it, Ben, and that's but that, but that's the only thing. That's the like honestly, I'm really fifty fifty. But yeah, I'm going to call it now. What we should do in series three, season three of the Wrestling Predict Cast is WrestleMania wild cards don't count. I that's fair. I that's where we. I think that's where we'll go with I, it. I think I think if you if you're close or whatever, let's just. Like ignore them for the last, ignore them for the last round, and then everything's play for. Well, there we go. That is WrestleMania predicted. I mean, we have we haven't touched the two tag team matches, but I don't think you follow talking about uh, Shayna Baszler losing losing to Natalia and losing uh, to uh, other people the last couple of weeks after you've spoken about Edge, uh, Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan. No offense for that being your wild card and everything, Joe. Big year for her, wasn't it? I mean, I might have a wild card next year, to be fair. <laughs> it's got to come good at some point. You heard it here first, everyone. You heard it here first. Um, now is the opportunity for you guys to get involved. Um, every single round of the Wrestling Predict cast, there is a chance for you to win official WWE merch. All you have to do is take part in the now 12-match card. Um, we are going to publish this after Raw on Monday. So if they do, for any reason, add more matches to this, then um, they will be added to the card as well and, and we'll make our predictions separately. Um, so yeah, get involved. Uh, click on the form that's in the uh, podcast description or head over to Facebook or Twitter. Also, get your interest in early for Season 3 because you can take part and be part of the week of the round-to-round league yourself. All you have to do is uh, follow along on Facebook or Twitter or go to um, 
viewsonthesofanetwork.com, which will have all the information you need about how to get involved in Season 3, which will be launching with the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania, which I don't even know what it is yet. I did a bit of research, a bit of digging. They haven't even announced what it is yet. So, Backlash, yeah. isn't it? They do backlash. Is it always backlash? I don't know. Yeah, oh. I don't know if they switch it up and change it, but there we go. So uh, Season 3 is coming, but we will be back in two weeks to give the final results to see if Joe's managed to catch that movie list podcast, Dave. And if that movie list podcast, Dave actually wins it, he will be on the episode to claim his championship belt. Oh no. And, Lord, <laughs> and, and Ben, presumably here we're picking first in every, every match. Oh yeah, no, he will be getting involved then. Yeah, no, what will happen is I'll publish the card to him first and he gets, yeah, this never happens again. He has wild cards next time. These, this, this never happens again. Yeah, we'll make we'll make sure we really, really f him up. <laughs> thank you very much, fellas. It's been an epic one, but thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. And we will uh, see you all in two weeks. <laughs>